What's up, players? Welcome to Completely Consensual, episode two, right here on Chiptooth Gaming. I'm your host, Mike Doherty, and alongside me today is the San Francisco treat himself, Eli Shaw. Yeah. All right, nailed it. That's a great nickname. I, wow, thank you. That's gonna. That's <laughs> you listening, Noah? That's my nickname from now on. Noah, you fucking listen up now. Just to get this out of the clear. Welcome yeah. to Chiptooth Gaming. Thank fucking you. Fucking Grid Life Digest is dead. Really? Dead to you. It is? He's left you, Noah. He's come over to Chiptooth Gaming. He's now an employee without the pay part. So, I mean, things get a little sticky there. You didn't pay me enough He's, before. Now I'm getting bastard. paid even nothing. <laughs> there we go. Even trade. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Go check out Grid Life Digest. Of course, uh, um, uh, plug your stuff right now. So, tell me. Give me the pitch. All right. Grid Life Digest. Why tune in every week? Grid Life Digest is a culture gaming podcast. We put culture first because while we do, all of us love games. Uh, we try to sprinkle in other stuff so we don't put off everyone else, you know. Um, it's just cool friends hanging out, talking about whatever. If something is serious, we talk about serious stuff sometimes. Or we can just talk about, uh, I think we talked about like, our first like sexual experiences or something. Okay. Knocking boot style. Yeah. Yeah. Check that out. Um, shout out to (laughs) Noah and the fish hatchery. You'll know when you listen. What episode is that? I want to actually go check. That's episode 10, or you can listen to our volume one, volume two coming out soon. Okay. Sex cast. The sex cast. I'm into it. Yeah. I'm into it. No, knocking boots growing up was, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, knocking boots was an IGN podcast. Yeah, that was like dating and relationship advice. It was the like it was my favorite podcast. Like it was like my podcast of all podcasts. That like whenever they like release one, like I was on it. I um, never listened to that actually. It's so good. Go back and watch. go back and listen. Don't to you them. have to pay for it? The, the newer ones, the older ones. Okay. Go back, check it out. It's like IGN, like two, circa like two thousand like twelve. Damn. 10, okay. So like real really old and like it, it's just it's so good, um, <clears throat> but. So their their shows structured similar to ours that we just talk about whatever. We, I mean, uh, completely consensual is all about just a conversation. We're just cool. gonna have a conversation. Sometimes it's the theme. Sometimes they're not. Um, I'm actually having uh, my roommate Jaime on either in between this episode and the one that we just put out, or after this one, uh, before the Nick DiPaolo episode, which is a game dev I'm having on next week. Cool, cool. Um, and we're just gonna talk about drag queens. And then just like I mean, our our conversations. Me, no, you and me. No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. I was hi- the Jaime. So I'm just letting okay. like everyone know that like this is not always going to be games. Cool. Uh, there are going to be episodes where it's going to be like we talk about comedy or we're going to talk about um, like serious stuff. Like you're saying, we'll have a sex cast, you know. Um, yes. Or like you always need a sex cast. Every podcast needs a sex episode. Like, come on. So good. Come on. Come on, people. Everyone wants to know. Eventually, <laughs> everyone needs the nose. Um, but. Um, yeah, so, I mean, my, my roommate, Jaime, he's, he's, he's a weird character, but, like, uh, our conversations always go all over the place from, like, like, everything, just, like, uh, the state of, like, our world right now, and then, like, he's super into drag queens, and I've never understood. It's shitty, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Super shitty. Yeah. But, um, I've never understood drag queens, or, Mm -hmm. like, the appeal of them, so, like, I just want to sit him down and just, like. Like explain this to me because it's something I don't fully understand. Have you seen RuPaul's Drag Race? This though? is I have. This is something he he watches like yeah. the day it comes like 
like because we have cable, so he's like there, like when when it really because it's so good. Okay, okay, so a drag fan, drag fan. I'm a drag race fan. I mean, I'm not into the drag world. Not like I don't want to be. I just am not into it. Because <laughs> you hate everybody who drags. No, no. I live in San Francisco. I've experienced a lot of drag just walking around. Oh, but yeah. um, RuPaul's Drag Race, man. Ivy Winters. That, Ivy Winters. Shout Ivy, out Ivy Winters. Winters. You'll get it okay. if you get it. <laughs> you, you'll know if you know. And if you don't know, now you know. Now you know. You know. Eli. Yeah. So I, I wanted to have you on, uh, one, because I, I love you. You're an awesome person. Um, I, I was Thank on Good you. Life Digest, so go check out that episode. I don't know. You were. It was a good episode. Uh, go just go check out their stuff. There's some good boys over there. Oh. But um, Game of the Year. Yeah. 2017. It was a lot that it came out. It was a out. great year. Hard to pick any any list that's not over like fifteen games, you know? Yes, I mean so much. Like it was it like looking back, in your opinion, what is a year that not so much rivals but comes close? Like the clo- the closest year that comes close to 2017. Because yeah. in my mind, uh, only one really, and I think that's like 2008, I believe, when Bioshock came out. Uh, I know that year. I, I remember that year it was huge, and then uh, 2012 too. But like those games weren't like, like amazing. Games. They were fun uh-huh. games because that's when Sony was releasing a game every month. Okay. Um, an exclusive every month, like Twisted Metal, Starhawk. You know, those deep okay, cuts okay, were like yeah. they were awesome games, but they weren't like game of the year. When she, in your opinion, in your lifespan of gaming, mm-hmm. what's the closest year that has come close to 2017? I really can't pick a year like. I, I guess I wasn't really paying attention too much back in, like, the early years because I was just a kid and I played games whenever they came out. Yeah. But I, I don't know. not Nothing I can think of. I guess if uh, you said 2012 was when Sony was putting out games every month or so, right? Yeah. Uh, is that when they put out, like, Resistance 3? Yeah, I think that was a year before. When did come out we need a, a producer to look things up yeah um if it if that's around that time then you i guess the year of one of those three? yeah big resistance fan i'm a big resistance fan okay. resistance fall of man first ps3 game i ever played and that shit blew my mind as like a little i think it was like 10 and uh hd graphics man can't be beat away uh, three was so good i i played one couldn't get into it Played all the way through two. Mm-hmm. Had a good time. Yeah. And then three was really when I was like, man, this needs, why Why aren't more people playing this? And by that time, it was too late. It was dead. Yeah. It's, it's dead. Bring it back, guys. Bring back resistance. Does it need to be resistance four? Just do whatever you want to do with it. Hashtag resist. All right, Eli. So, it, so can we definitively say that 2017 was like the best year in gaming? That I can think of, yes. It, it was fucking phenomenal. So let's yeah. go. let's go through... What what are your game of the years? And I'm not saying just like best like mm-hmm. like this. We're not the academy here. We're not here picking. Yeah. Like, oh, this is like the, the best indie like screen read story in the world. We're not like, fancy what, here. Yeah, we're not. We're just some average joes over here. Right? Yeah, we're just some dudes. We're the guys. real gamers out here. <laughs> some real gamers out here. The real people. The blue collar workers. We're the dirt. The dirt. <laughs> I don't know if I like how that sounds. Okay. Um, what were your personal game of the years? Uh, okay. So 
let's see what came out. We could do five. I guess top five. And top game five, of the year, like your favorite game of 2017. Yeah. Okay. So I guess top five. Uh, in no order. I can't remember the order I put them in. Uh, but so Uncharted Lost Legacy came out of nowhere. It didn't really come out of nowhere. We've been wanting more Uncharted since Uncharted Four. We thought this was going to be just a DLC or something. You know, that's what they put it out as at the beginning. But the way it was fully formed into its own, like, pocket story that was set aside from everything was just so perfect. Like, yeah, you got spoilers. You got Sam in it. And so you do have that connection to Sam and um, Nadine. So you do have the connection to Uncharted 4, but still, it can be so standalone, like, it, it really could and that whole game like uh, yeah we were when they first announced like oh there's gonna be a story dlc we mm-hmm. were expecting like uh the left behind like the the three hour like, yeah naughty dog story dlc where it just kind of adds on not too much action but this is a full-fledged uncharted game we got like, it's a little shorter than the average uncharted game but it's longer than a lot of games that come out today oh yeah for sure for the price that it came out at mm-hmm. um it's more bang for your buck than a lot of things and just the fact that we got uncharted like a mini open world in uncharted i'll like i'll never forget that whole chapter and like yeah you don't have to do anything in the open world stuff like collect all the treasures or whatever the coins but i did it and i got a stupid bracelet but it was fun (laughs) of course i mean that's what all uncharted is i mean that's what trophies in general yeah just stupid things that you do yeah i mean it's so uh, the fact that a game will make you want to do that Mm -hmm. i think speaks leaps and bounds to a game um yeah just so you know this whole episode is going to be so spoiler filled i'll put a little disclaimer in the beginning but we're just going to go and just fucking unpack this whole year cool cool dissect it just guts deep no holding back no whole bar so yeah, so, okay, so Uncharted. So we got Uncharted. Um, Which, me personally, I, I was, like, not disappointed, but, uh-huh. like, it's kind of exactly what I expected, mm-hmm. which I kind of wanted to blow me away a little more. I, I had a good time. It was an awesome, fun Uncharted story. Yeah. Um, it it kind of reminded me of uh, Golden Abyss, in, in a sense. I could see that. Yeah, just kind of a fun, like, little spinoff story that's not, like, of course, like, game, like, like this, like, at game awards taking like all, all all the awards yeah um but i mean sh- man th- those guys just know how to make like a it's fun more story. naughty dog yeah exactly yeah so, and there's nothing bad about more no no dog. no um so besides uncharted i think i put for sure mario kart 8 i know that's kind of like a that game came out two years ago Fuck whatever those people the wii u yeah. doesn't exist i didn't who owned a wii u no one fucking owned a wii yeah. u more people own a Vita than a Wii U, and that should say a lot about the people who fucking own a Wii U. R.I.P. to both of those things. For, oh, R.I.P. to Vita. No one cares about Wii U. Garbage. Yeah. Um, so Mario Kart 8, got to put it on there. So much fun. I it, it was the reason why I bought a Switch, to be honest, uh, after playing with um, just anyone at Kind of Funny Live 3 who wanted to hand off their other Joy-Con to play Mario Kart with people. Like, I was in from yeah. like the get-go and damn that shit was so fun it's, it's so so smart just how they like marketed the the switch i mean first like yeah first of all we're getting don- this is fairly new we're getting donkey kong um for uh, tropical freeze, freeze yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my god i mean that's what really sold me on it because i mean i love donkey kong games uh-huh like i this just i love platformers and i love donkey kong and i i'm actually more excited about 
the Wii U port of Donkey Kong than I was about a brand new Mario game. I can see that. It's just the more of the same. But I love, like, I wanted to play Tropical Freeze so bad because it's such a different, unique, like, Donkey Kong game. Yeah. But you had to own Wii U. There's so many Wii U games that I wanted to play so bad, but, like, I'm not going to buy a Wii you, U. You, see, and you had to draw a line in the sand. You're like, yeah. okay, I'm not buying this Nintendo. You, no. You f- f- fool me once. Yeah. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. And that's why I still haven't bought a Switch, which I'm eventually going to crack. It's going to be in, like, next month. I'll well, I mean, Dark Souls, Donkey Kong, plus whatever, I don't know, I know Project I, I Octopath to, Traveler. I, I still have to play, like, Zelda, which uh, part of the reason I'm getting a Wii U is because the amount of games that they've cranked out on the system so far. Uh-huh. I, I feel having this Game of the Year discussion, I uh-huh. have a huge hole in my, like experience of 2017 because of course yeah. I, I didn't play zelda i didn't play splatoon i didn't play arms and i didn't play uh, mario kart i mean uh, i didn't play mario like, odyssey mario odyssey yeah no i didn't play zelda either so that's not going to be on my list um not that it's bad or anything i just didn't pick it up yeah uh so yeah we got uncharted we got mario kart 8 deluxe which is so fun play with your family that's the real family game of the year Mario Odyssey is in a family game. That's a single player, one person game. Yeah. Uh, shots fired to the Game Awards. Sorry. Yeah. Jeff Keighley. Jeff Keighley. No, he did. He put on a good show. Um, let's see. I, I'm trying to go through. I made a list, a definitive list. Uh, I can't really remember what else I put on there. Uh, oh, Horizon. Duh. Yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn, whoo boy, talk about polish on a game, you know? I I mean, I I adored that game. That game was so much fun, but there was just something about it where it was like, it wasn't fully pulling me in until about halfway through. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I had to force myself to play that game until, like, about halfway through, and then it really, like, clicked with me. Like, uh, when when you started learning more about, like, the, um, the world... And like how, um, like the world before, yeah, the world before, okay, like yeah. when you start getting deeper into like, oh shit, like humans fucked up, yeah, <laughs> like they created these robot dinosaurs to fight these wars for them, and yeah. they turned against them, and they destroyed the whole planet, like that's so realistic, especially when you look around in the world today, and you have like, you have Roombas. these crazy ass. Did you just say Roombas? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how have, it all starts. It all starts with the Roombas. The army of Roombas yeah. slowly coming down the street, just chugging at a cool pace of a half a mile. Like, the first killer robots are just going to be giant Roombas sucking nice. us up into a bag and then destroying us, or I don't know. It's hot take. I don't have a Roomba. I don't know how it works, but that's how I imagine. Witchcraft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just powered off magic. Yeah. No, I mean, it's so relevant today to how, like, how crazy some of this robot technology is like getting to mm-hmm. where it's like, like all, have you seen all the Boston dynamic videos? Of yeah. Like the, like the robots and it's like when the they kick guys the dog. Kicking, yeah. Kicking him, kicking like the bowl over. Yeah. It's like, man, big me, fan of those. It's not, it's scary it's not and good for us. No. Yeah. Once they put like weapons on that thing, we're done. It, it's going to be exactly like horizon zero done. Exactly. Just gonna, they're going to turn against us because uh, the whole point of a, a AI's like existence is to be as as sufficient as it can, uh-huh. and then when they get smart enough, they're gonna realize the only insufficiency, like when they're good enough, 
The only insufficiency is like humans because we're insufficient creatures. And that's when the shit starts getting real. That's when we, for all you nerdy people out there. And you Roomba lovers. And you Roomba lovers. We're going to make Ultron one day and we're fucked. I mean, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I imagine that's how it's going to go. There's like, there's so many warnings just in the past 30 years or so, you know, start with Terminator up until every movie ever has told us not to do this. Even the fucking smartest guys in the world on the, that in today, today's world are saying, Hey, probably should be careful about this AI thing. Yeah. And then we're just like, no, it's all right, dude. We got this. We got this. We played Horizon. We know. (laughs) Just shoot him with a bow. (laughs) Like, it's not that hard. Just robot dinosaurs. Yeah. No, I mean. I, have you seen that thing where it's like uh, some university set up these two AIs to talk to each other, and the other no, one, the that other one terrifying. started. Uh, both of them were talking to each other, and then after a little while, they made their own language. I heard that actually. Yeah. Yeah, and then they started. They couldn't decipher the language, so they just pulled the plug on them, and then hopefully, fucking burn those computers now. Yeah, I hope so. Again, Ultron. It's happening. We, it's happening. So it's weird times. So that I mean, that's why like Horizon Zero Dawn is like, uh-huh. such a cool concept because like the story is such like, like, like Aloy. As much as I didn't like, like I didn't think she was like an amazing. Character. She's not great, but yeah, she's not like like unchar like she's not like Nathan Drake where you're like oh, no, God, yeah, I love this character. Like it, it's like very much like okay, like you're kind of the vehicle to learn more about like yeah. this world. But I think it was a cool idea that like she was put in place to like stop this. Like uh, this was like her destiny. Yeah. Like uh, the, this was their defense to like bring earth back to normal. I guess I, yeah, I didn't really get too much of this story towards the end. I kind of blew through it cause I just wanted to finish it. Yeah, exactly. Not that it's bad or anything. I just like, I got to finish Horizon before I start something else. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I guess I kind of missed a little bit of the backstory, which, like, of Aloy and why she's a clone or whatever. Yeah, it's so weird. But, like, I, 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 man, it's such a good game. It's fun. It's so fun. I, That's all I can say. I know. I mean, really, that is all you can really say about the game. Um, I know people have a problem with it because, it, like, in comparison to Zelda, you can't like climb every mountain like you can in Zelda. No, but, I mean, yeah. That, it's so fun just going and just killing time, taking down dinosaurs. Yeah, like these robotic dinosaurs and like hitting their weaknesses and like, it just it's a good time. It's just it's really a kind of a light RPG. Like it doesn't go too deep into anything, and really, it's more about just gameplay and fun and killing robots you know you're not really too worried about stats and oh i'm dying of this poison i need this kind of potion or whatever it's just kill robots pick up pick up some plants to heal yourself you yeah. know no big deal yeah it's, it's fun good. brush it off yeah all right next on your list next on my list i forget what my fourth one is so we'll just not talk about that one. Okay. Okay. Uh, number one on my list, though, Mario Odyssey. Okay. So yeah. this is your your personal game. My of the personal game of the year was Mario Odyssey, and I it's surprising that I picked that one because I'm not a Mario fan necessarily. Um, I played like a tiny bit of Galaxy, and that's really my entire 3D Mario history. Yeah. So I was. I was kind of more like, all right, I gotta. I'm riding the hype a little bit, 
because I don't really care much about Mario, but a lot of people do. And if this looks good to them, then it's probably going to be really good. And the more I like learned about it, that was mostly like just collecting moons and stuff. I was a little put off because I don't know. I'm not really a collectathon kind of guy, yeah. but just playing it and it, it just, it's fun. Like, my top games are all fun games, you know? It's yeah. not, like, groundbreaking, oh, this story is about the... Uh, yeah, like, we're not, like I said, we're yeah. not the Academy. We're no, not here to yeah. pick, like, what is, like, like the groundbreaking, trailblazing games of, like, yeah. the century. Like, like, we're here for, I'm like, sure Hellblade what? was great and did a lot for a lot of people, but... I still but, have to go back and play that. Yeah. That's one of the games. I still have to... I started Wolfenstein 1. Out of via your guys' recommendation. Yes, good. Um, because I want to play two so bad. So, um, getting there, chugging along. It's Wolfenstein. I didn't play uh, Old Blood, which was like the DLC, yeah, yeah, yeah. but one, and I'm like a little bit into two. God, wow, wow. It's like a machine game, man. Yeah, they shouldn't be so good. But anyway, back to Mario. Another game that shouldn't be so good, but it is just so good. Like, good job, Reggie. Good job. Um, yeah, uh, just collecting moons, it's not something that seems fun, but it really is that, that, um, I don't know, something in your brain is just like, oh, I see that I'm supposed to get it, but I can't just walk over there and get it. Let me figure out how to do it. Like just constantly barraging you with that feeling Yeah, is something I, I guess I haven't really had in a game in a long time. And... Maybe it's because a lot of Nintendo games do it and a lot of non-Nintendo games don't do it that well. Mm. And I just haven't played Nintendo games in a long time. So it's like, it's that itch that I needed scratched. Um, But just, I don't know. I Again, I don't really care much for Mario. I'm more of a Luigi guy, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. Curveball? Yeah. What do you like about Luigi? Uh... He's just cool. Like he's <laughs> tall. Like, he's a cool man. Yeah, he seems more proportional than Mario. Luigi seems like a kind of guy you just want to sit down and have a beer with. I think so. Maybe it's more Waluigi. Okay, yeah. Luigi's just like yeah, Waluigi's the kind of guy you're like. I don't want you around my kids. Like that's no, I don't want him around my kids. But I'll hang out with him like <laughs> at his house. Well, he can like destroy stuff over there. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Luigi just seems like the cooler guy. Like the more realistic type. Like, Mario's the hero, and, oh, sorry, Mario, I can't live up to you. But Luigi's like, yeah, I'm a plumber. My brother does stuff, but I mostly plumb stuff. Have you ever thought about uh, writing Luigi fanfic? Because I feel like you'd be really good at it. Um, No. (laughs) My thing with fan fictions is that, in my head, they just somehow turn sexual, and I'm not a good... I mean, that's at the, the center of every good fan fiction. I'm not good at sexual writing. <laughs> I don't have a great uh, imagination when it comes to that kind of stuff. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, you, I guess you do unlock a Luigi outfit in Mario Odyssey, so that's cool. Uh, oh, yeah, and then so you collect moons, and you're like, all right, that's the whole point of it is collecting moons to move on to the next thing. But there's also like little – there's like coins for each world, which are totally optional. Um, I mean, every, pretty much everything's optional, but like the coins in the world just unlock new outfits and like unlocking outfits 
so, is so fun. I don't know why. No. I don't know why this game is so fun, but it just is, and that's why it's my game of the year. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, and that that's what that seems to be really striking a chord with a lot of people is that it's just like you said, a lot of it's optional, but yet mm-hmm. you want to do all the optional stuff. And if a game could get you to do things that aren't necessary in the game, I think the game's won. Yeah. Like I think the game has done a good job of being a like a fantastic game when you're wanting to do stuff outside of what you're supposed to do to like end the game. Um, that, I mean, uh, also what's nice about it is you go if, like with the coins to unlock like costumes and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not loot crates. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Which is really awesome. Especially in this day and age to where it's like, oh, okay, I can actually do this in game. Like it might be hard. It might take me a couple hours to get that coin, but it's, I'm not buying it with my own money to yeah. get the Luigi costume. And you're like, it's like a, it's very goal oriented. Everything about this game is goal oriented. Uh, and I think it's not like a mission. It's just like, I need to get this amount of things to get this so I can be happy, I guess. I mean, you, you have to unlock moons to move forward, but you really, it's like 10 moons per level or something. And it's really nothing. Mm. So, um, just having that like thing in front of you, that's like, all right, to get this, to get the Luigi costume, I need 50 purple coins or whatever. And so you just run around the world and look for coins. But while you're looking for purple coins, you come across moons, you come across moons mm-hmm. and constantly when you're coming across moons and purple coins, you're getting just normal Mario coins, which also unlock just like aesthetic things. Yeah. And you're just, always collecting stuff and there's always a purpose for what you're collecting that's cool yeah i'm into it i'm into it i i i know the story a lot of people i mean the one thing that turns me off like i said i'm going to get a switch like that's like my next month purchase uh-huh um it has the same tropes of luigi saving peach like it's the same story that they've been doing mario saving last, peach yeah yeah. What did I say? Luigi. Oh, shit. No, Luigi that, doesn't that, do that, that shit. Been, that that would have been a switch up. They could have Luigi save Peach. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Give me a Luigi game. <laughs> Luigi. What More the year Luigi. Luigi. It stopped, and then Damn. you're Shows the Yosh. Fuck the Yosh. Honestly, yeah. I, I don't like Yoshi. No. I don't, I don't get like it. He's real dumb. He's Punch real dumb. dumb, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he eats he apples. Like, lays eggs wow. Lay, yeah, he lays eggs. If you're a Luigi main in Smash, fight me in real life. Yeah, dude. Real fucking cool, dude. Yeah. Wow. Walking around. <laughs> shooting me off dinosaur. shooting me off the stage with your dumb egg. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's cool. What Way a to be cool original. strategy. It's not like Kirby had to move like that. Yeah. Fucking I, I I'll tell you what, Eli. Tell me. <laughs> this is how we make America great is get rid of all the the um the Yoshi fans. Okay, okay. You know it's just too much. Taking our taking up uh, Smash uh, Smash slots. Yeah. Taking up uh, Nintendo development time with these dumb 3DS games. Yeah, we we don't need more Yoshi games. I'll Please stop. That that wall just got ten feet higher. Damn. <laughs> and which which wall? The wall around Luigi. I mean, Yoshi. Yoshi, goddamn. Luigi can jump over any wall. Yeah. Well. Well. So okay, so Mario, Mario Odyssey. 
Mario Odyssey, Game of the Year. I hate to say it because I hate to, like, ride the hype and everything. And, oh, Nintendo, obviously, so great. But, like, it really is, it really is worth, uh, I don't know, whatever your time, money you're going to spend on it, it's worth it. I don't, and that's where I kind of come down on it. I kind of have to bite the bullet on my pride and uh-huh. just like, all right, Nintendo, I don't agree on you on 90% of your decisions, but I'm, I'm, I want all awesome the games. It. Yeah. So here we are. Here I am going to buy a Switch in like a couple weeks. You won't regret it. I, I, yeah, you just won't regret it. I'm telling you. Well, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure I'll have a good time with it. It's just like. Just it's just such a weird time, especially with like things like, with like uh, Xboxes. Uh, like today, they announced their Game Pass. Yeah. Like going to where it's basically like, hey, this is basically Netflix, but not just net like old things. Like you get brand new first yeah. party games. So like when um, State of Decay comes out, you're gonna get that. You're gonna be able to play that on our streaming platform, or I guess you can download. It's a down. Yeah, you yeah. download it. Yeah. Okay. So it's like. And then if they get taken off the store and you have it downloaded to your hard drive, you get to keep it. Damn. As long as you're subscribed. So, like, PlayStation Plus. Okay. So, it's like, uh, that, I mean, today, I I don't know if you read anything on that. That is going to completely change the landscape of things, especially with Nintendo, uh, where, uh, like, there's rumors of their um, eShop or the virtual console being like that. Mm -hmm. You pay this much and you can get access to all the games, which... Would be great if there is a virtual console. <laughs> yeah, what like like I said, that's all rumors. I don't think they're gonna do a virtual console. Like that's my heart. Like that that's my strongest belief is like I don't think they're gonna have a virtual console launch on Switch at all. Ever. Ever. The I way think, I think they're gonna make you buy those stupid the minis. The minis. I hate that. That's possible, but it's also like. That looks like what they're going to do. The the fact that we're in 2017 we're going, yeah, that's a possibility, it shows you how tone deaf Nintendo can be. Like, the fact that you, that's even like, oh, yeah, that could be a possibility is, uh-huh. like, ridiculous, especially in 2017. And or 18. 2018, yeah. It's not, it's not that, like, you have the option to do virtual console or buy, like, the actual physical minis. It's just you have to buy the mini, and who knows if, you can buy one. Yeah. So it's like, come on, like Nintendo really has so many people so, in their hands. So tone deaf. I like, I, I can, I could speak hours about how much Nintendo just fumbles the ball and then somehow recovers it and runs 10 more yards and then fumbles it again. They fumble <laughs> and, and then, then everyone looks away and then they're somehow they're just in the end zone with the ball. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's. Ridiculous. I love it, but I know. I, I when they do recover, you, you cheer for them. But it's like, why'd you fumble in the first place? Like, why mm-hmm. are we here, time and time again, where it's you making a dumb decision, whether that be uh, chat through your phone that you can't lock your phone. God, with, I forgot about that. No virtual console, <laughs> and then event. Like I said, they end, end up eventually picking up the slack. But like I said, I, I feel like no virtual console will actually be a reality of something that they won't recover because I feel like there's a lot more money to be made off these classic consoles it's true like even if they charged i don't know i'd say charge ten dollars a month for the virtual console or even 15 which is a lot but i feel like if you do 15 you're a bridge too far for a lot of people yeah but even that like 
I'm sure that's nowhere near what they're selling with their their minis, which are what like eighty bucks. Yeah, eighty bucks, and then um, that's not including like watch watch them do this dumb fucking move. Here's the um, SNES like expansion to where you can get more games. Yeah, like, once they totally start doing that, doing that, and it's like, oh, like you bastards are gonna try to nickel and dime everything that you can get. Uh-huh. Um, I honestly, for me, the sweet spot is five to six dollars a month. For, for virtual, virtual console? console access to unlimited downloading of the games, and then like PlayStation Plus, if you are unsubscribed or if you don't pay your fee, then uh-huh. you don't have access to the games. I feel like in the ideal world, that would be ideal, so we don't have to keep buying the same games we bought for the last three generations. Yeah, of Nintendo IP. At, Nintendo's in such a weird space. Like, who knows what they're gonna do because they could do really anything and still make money. You know? Yeah. At this point. <laughs> For real, I mean that. I mean the fact that uh, the, after that first Switch conference, people were excited. Shows you, that, yeah. I mean, they butchered the delivery of the Switch in every way possible. Do you remember that last January? The couch. Yeah, the, the yep. one where they just kept cutting to the couch. Yeah. And then some fucking guy comes out with a fucking Splatoon costume. <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> is wild. They're I'll, so I'll say weird. that. They're so they're such a weird company and the fact that like, they could butcher the message of the Switch because after that before that co- that conference I was all in on the Switch. Yeah. I was I was ready to pre-order. And then I watched that conference and then that's when I was like, "No. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this again." And then it came out and then all of a sudden it was like, "Oh yeah, this, this is amazing." Like this is exactly what you thought it was before the like the conference. Yeah. The fact that they can recover from that shows that like Nintendo's invincible. Like anything after this, whatever they're gonna put out, people are gonna buy. The next thing that the next mini they would have is the N sixty four, right? Oh, and I could see a GameCube mini being great, but the N sixty four three D games just don't hold up. No, like from back in the day, they just they don't. And if they give you like if they follow the way they've been going. And they give you the controller, the little like oh god alien hand controller, the fucking shitty Nintendo sixty four controller. Yeah, I don't, I really don't want that. Like, I have great memories of it, but I don't want to <laughs> yeah, play any wa- of those things. Uh, we moved forward. Yeah, we don't want to play with the shitty controller. We want to no. play with our PS four and Xbox controllers. That's why you got to put it on the virtual console because the Switch just oh, it, it feels so good. Yeah, it feels great. It feels so good. Yeah. Um. I mean, the GameCube controller feels great, too. So if they skip the 64 and just go straight to GameCube... <laughs> just forget it this even ever existed. Which kind of would suck, I guess. I don't know. I like some N64 games, but I don't need a... Yeah, just one you one by. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. no, I mean... Like, is Sony... Like, if... I don't even know if this has to be successful for Sony to jump into this Game Pass idea. Uh-huh. But like with Sony, there's a lot more invested in um than Xbox has invested in. Because like what with all the first party games for Xbox, that's they're all half the budget of a Sony first party game. Yeah, and like really just realistically, like The Last of Us 2 costs like 10 times as much as State of Decay. Probably. Yeah, what's so with a game Game Pass, really all they're saying you'll get for sure is um Sea of Thieves, State of Decay 2, maybe Forza when that comes out, right? And then, um, fuck, what's the name of it? Uh, the one, 
uh, been in development. Should have came out on the oh crackdown. Crackdown. That's yeah. It. Woo! Got that one out. Yeah. When that comes out, then you'll have it for free. But it's like, but like, mm. is that like their long play? Is like because they have no games, and Sony has all the games. That's that what I'm saying. Sony into doing this kind of model, and then all that money is gonna be wasted <laughs> development, and they'll just be like. That's Sony's money's gonna be yeah, wasted. Yeah, I mean, because it's like that's because, dangerous. Well, that's like devious. Yeah, like like I said, that like that's the, like the long con. Yeah, it's like Xbox has nothing, and they're like, okay, how can we get, how can we get a leg up on this, and then have Sony like come out and be like, oh, we're gonna do the streaming thing too, and then mm-hmm. when their games have like ten times more invested into them, like God of War's budget, God of War alone, pretty much any Xbox exclusive that's in development right now. Exactly. Besides, maybe if they have like a Halo or Gears of War in development right now. Yeah, they sit on like their press release for um, today about the Games Pass, like and Halo and Gears of War when that comes out. But like, who they haven't even said a single thing about what, who like what's going on with either of those things, exactly. either of those games. So really, right now, like the Game Pass is like a great idea but on xbox right now uh, you're not really getting much i mean for ten dollars for ten dollars it's cool that's ridiculous like that is that is a steal especially if sony was doing it yeah like i don't i and and this is a question that we have to ask ourselves is this a model that we want to go with can video games really be sustained off of this model i I don't know because they've been talking about raising the price of a single game for a while now. And like with season passes and gold and deluxe editions of games, it's like they've just been getting more expensive in the past few years, in the past generation. And all of a sudden Xbox is saying, no, you only have to pay $10 a month and you can get everything, everything pretty much. Yeah. Besides third, third party for now. Yeah. It's like, uh, because uh, the only question I have is, is, I guess they did the cost-benefit analysis on this, of course, because they're uh-huh. a fucking major company. Yeah, Microsoft, like, Microsoft isn't stupid. Yeah, but. but like I guess they looked at it, and they're like, okay, I guess it's better to get le- more people in at a lower price point than less people in at a higher price point, the, almost like the Pokemon Go effect. Okay. Like if you have – if, if, if people flood the market to come play your game – you get more money in the long term mm-hmm. than if you were to get only a million people to play your game at a sixty dollars price point, R- whereas a whole PlayStation eco like the uh, install base playing God of War opposed to a million people playing God of War. Okay, so I and again is do you make your money? Can this is is this something that we sustain? How do the games get the games? How do we know what games do better than other games? Uh-huh. Like is it that if God of War does better than or last of us 2 does better than god of war they get a higher like like percentage yeah percentage of the money from sony or like it, it's so confusing again yeah we're not business people that goes over our mind but we really have to ask ourselves like is this something that we could sustain off of because of course netflix does it with their original content of course uh like amazon and like hulu do it with their original content yeah but it, they there's more people watching netflix than playing video games and that want to play like halo or i guess for now like want to play sea of thieves and state of decay that are gonna buy this subscription thing 
Yeah, and I would even say that video games are more expensive to make than a television series. Like for, uh, probably, from, yeah. From, like not like the traditional television series like NBC, CBS, but like a Netflix television series or yeah. Amazon television series. I would venture to say it's cheaper to make one of those than it is a full-fledged AAA video game like God of War or Last of Us. And a lot of these Netflix shows are backed by other companies too. Exactly. So where's the money coming from? Yeah, with these first-party games, it's pretty much all Microsoft. Um, I mean, they have endless amounts of money, I'm sure, but like, do they want to keep... Are they going to shut down studios because of this? Because they're going to be losing money in their gaming division, you like know? Like I said, it's going to be very interesting to watch play out and see who jumps on board and who who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is an easier investment for Microsoft to make because, again, they don't have that many games coming out that are exclusives. And yeah. they're not very high-budget games coming out. Yeah. Like, I, like Fable... Fable's coming back. That's a big one. The original? Yeah, well, the, they're making a new Fable. Okay. The Forza um, developer is making a new Fable. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, uh, it uh, looks like Microsoft's trying to get back in the race here. They're yeah. Trying to pick up the slack that they lost at the beginning of the generation, but it's like, man, big moves like this is what really changes the game, so let's see if this actually moves, moves the odometer for them at all. I think they're only doing this because the games that they're putting out in the foreseeable future are going to have, like, microtransactions. Like, there's going to be microtransactions in State of Decay. <clears throat> crackdown. And Crackdown. Cry- if you think my uh, microtransactions aren't going to be in Crackdown, you're lying to yourself. Yeah. So I think that's the only <laughs> reason why they feel comfortable doing it is because, like you said, the Pokemon Go, mo- Go model, like, microtransactions are going to carry these games for now. But when you put out Halo and Gears of War putting microtransactions into those. I know there were some in Halo already, um, but, like, trying to carry the weight of Halo and on, micro- on microtransactions. It's like, it, and exactly. Is that what this is going to boil down to? Is this really going to boil down to, okay, your subscription fee, and then all these games are going to have microtransactions? Because yeah. If that's the way it's going, I don't want anything to do with, exactly. with this. If this is going to make that creator actually change his art to... Fit to fit the business plan. model, yeah, the, the business uh, model of it all. I don't, I don't want anything to do with with that at all. Yeah, and I just want to keep it the same. But uh, at the same time, Microsoft likes to say that they're trailblazers. Like when they talk about conferences and how they push the industry, they will always bring up their achievements. Mm-hmm. Of, oh, we push the industry forward in this way, in this way, in this way. So I think this is another example of them trying to make that goodwill and pushing the industry forward in this way, which is yet to be seen if this is going to be good or bad. They really are pushing their goodwill with the whole, starting with the backwards compatibility. Oh, yeah. So it seems like they're focused more on the gamer, especially since, like, look at look back at the their first E3 where they missed the message so much and was, uh, like... TV, TV, TV. TV, yeah, TV, it was TV, TV everything. Uh, sports, uh, football, TV, TV, Madden. Yeah, and you didn't really get much game stuff out of the Xbox One. You're, it was more like, all right, it's a better-looking 360, but, Connect. like... Yeah. Well, and now with Connect, which is dead now. <laughs> you For can a probably good get a Connect for, like, 10 bucks now. Um... But yeah, they're just trying to get in, back in the good graces of gamers, and I feel like maybe they're trying a little too hard at this point, but who knows? Yeah, we'll see. It, it sounds like a great deal, $10 a month, but you still have to pay your gold um, or Xbox Live. Is it still like 
gold, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. It, it, you pay the Xbox Live Gold on top of the Game Pass. On top of the Game which Pass, starts build, which starts building up. Yeah. So really, you're spending what like I don't know how much it is a month for gold. Which Game Pass really is just PlayStation Now, just at a cheaper price point, and uh-huh. now with new games. Like, that was PlayStation Now. It was. It's more reliable, I think, that you, you can, can download it. download it. Exactly, yeah. Which is, uh, man, uh, Sony must be just kicking themselves, investing so much into Gaikai, and then having it yeah. not work out the way they ever wanted it to. I remember when I first heard that, that they bought Gaikai, that, and they're, they're going to st- start streaming games. I was thinking, like, you you can't really stream a game without latency. latency and that's not how anyone wants to play a game. Any any game really. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's a cool idea. You have this app on your TVs mm-hmm. and on your like iPads and your PlayStation and pretty much anything with a screen. Mm-hmm. You can log on to the PlayStation Now app and you can then play games on that app. So like on the TV, all you need is a PlayStation controller. You don't even need a PlayStation console mm-hmm. to stream the game, which is a really cool idea. That just the technology is just not there. Yeah. It- in a perfect world, PlayStation Now beats anything, you know. Yeah. But it, it's just not that. It's not there right and, now. And it's gonna be interesting to see if they can get there. Mm-hmm. In, in a world where everyone has awesome fiber optic internet, mm-hmm. where like there's just no latency whatsoever when you stream a game, um, and you can have it on your TV because I think that would open the market so much more to where like if you buy a TV, you get a PlayStation controller with it and. But it's only Sony TVs right now, right? Well, they took it off everything. Oh, really? Yeah, they backed out big time on it. Jeez. They, they took it off everything but the PS4 and Vita, I think. Well. Those were the initial. I think they even took it off Vita. It's definitely on PS4. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, like I said, they they kind of rolled it back to like just the consoles. Mm-hmm. But it's a cool idea to think that like in the future, maybe one day, it's like pl- TVs could come with a PlayStation controller and you could just play off the TV. You don't even need a console. Yeah, because, I mean, you get Netflix on your TV. Why exactly. not PS Now, now yeah. or maybe one day Game Pass, you know? It's weird. It's going to be a weird future that we're looking at. We're in such a weird time right now. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. Just playing games off of a TV, like, with nothing else. Yeah, like, it seems wrong. It seems th- that's scary, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see where this landscape takes us. Um, So, back to the <laughs> Game of the Game Year. Game of the discussion. Year, yeah. Um, like I said, this podcast goes wherever we just talk. Like this is why I like this format so much is just because it's like I'm not here to break up a conversation. I'm here mm-hmm. just let's just talk wherever it goes, it goes. But um, my game of the years, okay, yeah, uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two, number five. Okay, I not the story. Like I said, not the be- best game in the world. Mm-hmm. It's weird that the cutscenes are choppy and will look worse than actual in game. <laughs> Like gameplay, which that's is backwards. Really weird and really backwards, but yeah. whatever. Like I said, I'm not here for the story. Just the sheer amount of hours I've put into the online multiplayer. Uh huh. Sinking so much into it. Good sir. Like I am. I'm still. I I played it. I think just before you got here too. I played a couple matches. I just like unlocking things, and I I like the the, especially since I took out the man, microtransactions uh-huh. to where 
uh, it's just a fun game. It's just a fun game with fun matches, and you can switch it up by playing as he- heroes versus villains, or you could go conquest where it's a big one, or you can go blast where it's like four on four. Like, there's a lot of different options, and then um, so the loot boxes and stuff don't really bother you. They, they don't get in the way. There. Okay. They they taken uh, taken loot boxes. Yeah, they they backed out completely. Um, it, uh, it was around launch. Couple Jeez. weeks after launch, Disney. Uh, the rumors are Disney basically put their foot down. They're like, "Why did you do this? Take it out now." That's good. And then EA was like, "Oh, oh okay." And they took out all the loot boxes, um, and you can't purchase anything in the game. So everything's it's all in game. Okay. In-game. Like you have to work to unlock things. It's like level based unlocks. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so it's not so much level based. It's like each game you get a certain level uh, amount of credits. Depending on how good you did in the match. Okay. So like if I got if I was like just fucking crushing it and I uh, unlocked Darth Vader because so how it works is you have like your four classes and then when you kill people you get like points that you can then spend in in the actual match to use certain things. Okay. So like uh, on like conquest you can you you can purchase a jump trooper for like two thousand credits and mm-hmm. then you now have that jetpack ability and a really strong gun and uh, like bigger health or then you could buy a Tie Fighter. Um, in the game, um, why you're earning games while killing people? Okay, and then that's how you unlock heroes as well. So like uh, Darth Maul, like Darth Vader, things like that would all be done with like eight thousand credits that you uh, get inside the game playing the game, killing people. So like every time you kill someone, it's like two hundred points. Okay, and then you spend those points to get those people, and then after the game, it then comes back to you in credits. On like how good you did, like that's your score, the XP essentially. It's okay, XP essentially. Yeah. Um. And then the XP then goes into your like little account, and then you can buy things with that. So you can either buy crates, which, like I said, you can't actually physically buy crates with money. Okay. You can buy them with like the in-game. So so it's like Call of Duty. Okay, okay, I gotcha. Like Call of Duty before they added the microtransaction part of it, but like, like advanced warfare. Yeah, like modern like modern warfare with the crates. Okay. Um, to where you then purchase the crates. And you can either roll a hero, like a hero crate, which is a little cheaper, and you can have a chance of unlocking like a Darth Vader or a Yoda for like 2,000 credits. Mm-hmm. Or you can actually buy them upright with the, the money that you get in the game, uh, which would be like 15,000. Uh, 15, so, okay. So, it's like either. So you That's either not ridiculous 15, amount, 000. right? No, it's it's not. You can get there very fast. Okay. Um. Yeah, you can get there very fast. The people were blowing that way out of proportion. Yeah. And the microtransaction came thing come out. But again, it's cheap when you someone works for it like the way I'm working for it, mm-hmm. or someone just drops ten bucks and buys Darth Vader. Because Darth Vader is very like OP. Yeah. I mean it, should it, he be OP or should he just be like there from the start because it's Darth Vader? Yeah, exactly. So it's like that's what I'm saying. When you add that whole section of buying things, that's when yeah. it gets sticky, but you take out the buying things and you just have it to where you work to get the credits for it, it works out fine. Like okay. it reminds me of an old school grind game. Is that, but that's what makes you want to keep playing. You go, well, I'm going to get Darth Vader. I'm going to get Darth Vader. All yeah. this money, all these matches are going toward Darth Vader. And then you get Darth Vader and then you like play heroes versus villains with him and you fuck things up with it. Like he's just an awesome character to play with. Um, so that, I mean, that's cool because that, that way you can either gamble on a crate uh-huh. and you can unlock them that way, which I locked a lot of my characters in that way. Or you can go, I'm not, I'm just not rolling Darth Vader. So I'm just going to save up the 15,000 uh, and I'm going to unlock it myself. Okay. And then same thing with the hero the hero stuff. You can unlock the hero stuff through like earned credits or you can roll them in a crate. What else do you get in crates? Like uh, You can get, upgrades? so there's a, there's a starship crate, a hero crate, and a trooper crate. So the trooper crate unlocks things for your trooper. So like uh, special abilities, star cards. 
okay. uh, which star cards are basically what makes your your person powerful. Mm-hmm. And again, that's the issue with the when you add the buying aspect into it. Yeah, uh, you could basically buy a powerful hero. Yeah, because you can buy crafting parts, and crafting parts is what upgrades the star card. Okay. So w- when you don't introduce the buying aspect to it, it, it's even playing field. Everyone can just go about their own way of upgrading their character with in-game like points. Okay. Essentially. So, uh, this, like I said, this, 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 the trooper crates are like, uh, things like star car. They all have star cards for like the, the character. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like, uh, on the trooper crate, it's like uh, visual stuff, um, like clothes, faces, skins, things like that. Uh, weapons you can unlock. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's essentially what you unlock and like all of them just like different ones for like star fighters and then heroes. Okay. Well. That sounds really fun. I had a lot of fun with the first Battlefront, the first new Battlefront, and I guess I wasn't going to pay full price for this game anyway. Mm-hmm. I didn't pay full full price for the first one because it was just multiplayer, Yeah, and I feel like the single player in this one isn't really No, nah, they should, uh, It's just basically this is a multiplayer game. To me. Yeah, so... The story was all right. I, I wasn't pissed about it uh-huh. like a lot of people were because I fully expected that story to be exactly how it was. Okay. Um, but, um, <laughs> because it's just a Star Wars Battlefront story. You're not getting yeah. an Uncharted or like an Amy Hennig Star Wars game. You're getting a DICE EA game. And like, that's exactly how my mind went into it. This is like, of course I'm not expecting this awesome cinematic story that bridges the gap between episode six and the force awakens. Like, I but knew I mean I the original battlefront two, pretty cool story. So good. So good. The five Oh first. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, if you enjoyed the first battlefront, yeah, get this when it's on discount or uh-huh. like when, whenever it's like goes on sale, mm-hmm. get it. It's a blast. It's just like the first one, just with awesome, like better heroes and uh, like a, a fun upgrade system. All I really needed was them to add clones, and the Clone clones. Wars, and that's fucking awesome. Yeah, they I got me. Love it. You play on Camino droids versus Ooh. clones, Doctor. So I'm talking about, and I mean the star fighting is fucking phenomenal as well in this. Like, okay. let's not forget. Like, I'm ready to see another Star Wars VR experience. Man. Yes, the first one, Battlefront One yeah. VR. Did not it blew away my expectations? I did not expect it to be so good. It gets me excited. It, it, like I said, it's like go go and play. If you really did enjoy it, go play Battlefront Two. Like, okay, it's an awesome, awesome game. I will with awesome ways to like incentivize you to actually grind, and that's why I said, and that's why I like that grind too, because there's a little more to that grind than there was the Destiny grind, which oh, isn't okay, on my yeah. list. Which I did stay up for like a whole day, twenty four hours straight playing, and then wearing after my Destiny that, shirt like, right now. Week, Check it out. He's a nerd. Fucking dork. No, I kidding. love it. I had to fill out <laughs> a whole it. book for this. Damn. Yeah. So, I mean, um, Destiny, I did play for like a whole like week and then I just fell off because I was like, how many fucking live events am I going to do? Uh-huh. Uh, I talked about this a little bit on last week's podcast, but yeah, I mean, like how many fucking live events can I, a man do? So like, that's why Destiny is not on my, which is interesting. Why wasn't Destiny on yours? So... The reason why it's not on mine is because I fell off too uh, after about a month, um, and the Curse of Osiris DLC came out around the time where it was time to pick out uh, Game of the Year stuff, and I was like, I just have no drive to go back and play it at all, so I I really don't think I can put it on my Game of the Year list. It's like on my honorable mentions, yeah, because like 
it's more destiny yeah i was too busy (laughs) doing other things and destiny really is like a game you need you need friends to play and have a good time like if you're not playing the raids then you're you're really not playing destiny then it is just like how many live events can i do how many uh crucible matches can i play before i just want to like throw the disc out and break it in half you know um but it it really fell off it's because it fell off for everyone that everyone else that it fell off for me and i didn't want to play it anymore because yeah i love raids i had so much fun playing the raid in um destiny 2 i forget what it's called uh yeah, I can't even guess what it's the called. The Leviathan? Yeah, the Leviathan. Yeah. I love that. And I met, like, random people, and we became really good friends playing that. But I just – none of us got back on it. So it was like I don't want to – I don't want to play Destiny by myself. I did that for the first one, like, for the first year, and it wasn't fun. Hit, hit me up. Let's let's try to jump into it together. Yeah. I, like I said, I uh, Josh, who I had on last week's podcast – um, we were talking about Destiny 2. I want to start uh, playing. I want to. I want to jump in again. I want to. Uh, first of all, I want to beat that fucking raid. Okay. Um, but again, we'll get you I'm through not it. There. Yeah, I need someone to carry me out through it because I want to be there for the next raid. Like I spent sixty dollars on this game. I need it more than a week. I spent. I bought the deluxe edition with the expansion and everything. I like it's more than a normal game, but I haven't gone back. And I, I think about it often. Like. I spent like a hundred dollars on this thing and I don't <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want to play it anymore. Play, I played it for uh, a month and then it was gone, which again, a month's a long time, but then it is. Yeah. For, for me, like I said, it was a week and then I just fell off and it's like, why do I spend this money when it's like, I'm not exactly. going to play this game. And then like, I knew why I, I was giving a shot because I, I didn't play destiny one, uh, uh-huh. but yeah, that's interesting. Interesting. It's not on your top list. Yeah. Sorry. Interesting that you fell off too. You play on a PS4. Yeah course the only system the only one i unfortunately have him on xbox he is uh this scum kb kyle bunye uh 8-bit dad over there on twitter told me to get on xbox to play with him you're missing out I on i know actual content and trophies <laughs> and trophies i know um but well i don't know we'll see we'll see because maybe i'll buy it for th- i don't know i don't know i don't know how i want to do this I messed up going to the Xbox ecosystem because I have less people available yeah. there to actually play with than I do have on the PS4. So. It is a little smaller, sadly. And then everyone was like, oh, when the PC comes out, I'll buy it on PC. But did anyone really do that? No. No. You fucking PC dorks. No. You're playing your PUBG. You fucking PUBG, that runs perfectly. We get it. It doesn't run very good on Xbox, but damn it. That's all we have. It barely runs good on PC. Yeah. It it is. <laughs> it's not even a real game yet, is it? Uh, no. 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 So. Well, when you buy it physically, and have you seen the actual box? It. When you buy no. it physically in stores, it's just a cardboard box. It's not not even like a hard plastic. What? Box. <laughs> and cool. Then it's, just a, it's a cardboard box that looks like a broke ass Xbox One like bootleg Chinese like case. Yeah. And then it has stickers and a code in it. So it's like, what was the point of the physical version? Stickers of this game. The stickers. Yeah. Less waste, I guess. I, I don't I, know. I don't know what they're doing over there. But, uh, yeah, PUBG. Is that on your list? I want No, it's not on my list. Okay. Broke-ass game. Yep. Yeah, it's fun. I've mm-hmm. had fun with it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, I kind of want to buy an Xbox One X now because of it. And then now yeah. that I'm getting a new 4K TV, um, I want that 
completely 4K experience. Um, not on not on PUBG, of course. No, it's, it's gonna that, look like it's gonna trash. Look like PUBG, but like just in general, because Xbox One X is so much more powerful on games, um, I want to be able to experience that. But it, I heard it runs so much better on Xbox One X than it does on the One S. Oh yeah, it's got it. Still runs on tr- like trash, but again, like you said, it runs like trash on PC too. So yeah, so not big PUBG fan. Um, no. Okay. I I I like me some Fortnite. Oh God, one of these. But one of these kids. I, again, I haven't played that since when that whenever that came That's out. It's crazy how much that blew up just from one. Yeah. One change that they did. People are actually switching over from PUBG to Fortnite. They must have been so pissed. Uh, the PUBG. The, yeah. But, um. What are they called? Uh, Blue Battlegrounds. Hole. Yeah, Blue Hole, whatever. The developer. Yeah. They must have been so pissed when they're like, fuck, they beat us the console. Yeah, because they talk shit they when patch. Fortnite came yeah, out. Yeah, they trying to sue them. Yeah. It's like that. It's not how this works. Yeah, no. They're, I mean, I don't know if they're doing it better, but like, people are playing it. People Definitely are playing both. I tried doing battle. I tried doing the battle royale mode. Mm-hmm. Not, not a big fan of it. Okay. But I mean, damn, it blew up. Like that is such a shock to me that like that's one of those games where it's like usually you get most of your sales in like the beginning, like over the first day that you launch. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like this was like months after it launched and then they come up with that DLC mm-hmm. or patch. It's just a patch, yeah. yeah. And then it's like blows up. It's still free though, too. Yeah, th- that's another ridiculous thing. That's crazy. Yeah. So I got to give it to Fortnite over PUBG because it's free and it's like if you don't like it, you can just delete it yeah, off yeah. your console and it runs pretty good. It's on PS4. It's cool. It's cool. They're, they're smart. That was a smart business move on their part. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. I said Battlefront? Yeah. Damn, we've only done one. Um, <laughs> so I want to work my way down. Okay. So I know I started at five, but let's start at one. All right. So one. Battlefront isn't your number one? No, it's okay. number five. That's definitely like both to the bottom of my list. All right, we're going um, sandwich style. Yeah, sandwich style. We're just gonna get right to let's the middle. Let's do it. Let's Start do it. Start from the outside, going in. You know what I'm Hell saying? Hell yeah. Right? Um, meatball marinara. Meatball marinara. <laughs> um, Cuphead. Cuphead is my game of the year. Holy fuck, is Cuphead amazing? Is and it? it's an Xbox exclusive. It blows my mind. Like. This is this screams Sony all over it, uh-huh. and Xbox has it, which is such a win for Xbox. And if they keep pushing out things like this, and I can't wait to see Cuphead too, um, and see see what that looks like, and see the cool merchandise that we get from it. But I've never fallen in love with a game like this, like since since probably like Crash Bandicoot. Like wow, the, like that's like how like serious this like addiction is for me like i still haven't like beat it all the way through mm-hmm. because the game's brutal and i just don't have the time um but it seriously just strikes something in me to where it's like man this is such a beautiful art design this is such clever like character design level design um the music's so good in it the, the like the bosses are so well like so perfectly thought out just everything in this game so much fun the platforming the running and gunning the just everything in this game is so like perfect to me okay that like i've just fallen in love with this game and like i can't get enough of it and i just want to keep playing it and like when you beat a level it's like that yes like like because games aren't 
hard anymore. Mm -hmm. Like no matter what, what, what your opinion is about this is if they should, if they shouldn't be, they're just not like definitively. They're not hard anymore. Yeah. And I love a hard game that actually challenges you to like work. Because other than that, then what's the point of a video game? You're just, just mindlessly going through the game because it's so easy. Like when Uncharted on easy is not a fun experience for me, but Uncharted no, on bit, yeah. like the, like crushing difficulty. It's like, at least it makes you think a little bit more. Um, Cuphead. So it's just such a phenomenal game. Like top to bottom, like everything about that game. I love is it. there an easy mode for Cuphead? There's a regular mode. Okay. Um, for each level, you can either do hard or like regular. Okay. Um, but even the regular mode is pretty, hard and then of course like every level it changes so once you die on one spot it might not be the same pattern every time it's not going to really be every time it changes the levels change and how the bosses uh come after you change so it's not like Mega Man where it's the same like pattern yeah or, you know Crash Bandicoot where it's the same pattern or most games where it's the same pattern yeah it's it changes the pattern to uh, like on you that's on how like they attack and it, it's so beautifully done too so it's like you can't rely on like like rhythm like there is a rhythm mm -hmm. to it but it's not the same as like memorizing a song in guitar hero it's yeah. more like being good at guitar because you have to be a lot more versatile than just the same four chords you know yeah i hate to say it but is it's like the dark souls of 2d platformers yes yeah, yeah i mean it's so like I mean, of course we heard that a lot this year like oh crash bandicoot's dark Souls. yeah no it's not Crash Bandicoot is not that hard. No, it's people just people who old. are having a hard like yeah, it's just old. Uh, that for one, two, the the original one is difficult. I'll uh -huh. give it that. It is, but it's not like hard. It's difficult. Yeah, I say I say there's a very big distinction there because like Cuphead is fucking hard. Okay, like it is it's a almost sometimes impossible game. Whereas Crash Bandicoot is not that hard. Like mm -hmm. if you're bad at Crash Bandicoot, you're just probably bad at games. Which again, I'm not great at games. I'm not being over here trying to suck my own dick, being like, "Oh, he's not." I, I'm watching just him. Step aside, like, let me handle this. Like, you can see from the like the less plays that we have, like, I'm definitively bad at games. Like big games, like party games, not so much. Uh -huh. Like little stuff like Towerfall, stuff like that, I can get into. It. I can get good at. But like with the Call of Duties, the Wolfenstein's, things like that, uh, Destinies, terrible. Mm -hmm. I'm terrible at games. That's Crash a surprise that you're big into Cuphead then if it's, you know, such a, diff not difficult, but like a hard, like, you just need to be a good, good at games. Yeah, well, and the, the, not, again, good at games, but also you have to be good at Cuphead. Like, the game okay. does a good job of making you learn to be good at it. Okay. And if you're not, you're just not going to get through that game. Like, it, which is like, I like that. I like that there's no handy like handicap mode uh-huh um because it's like this world's not gonna cater to you like it's just the reality of the world like the wor world's not always gonna ca cater to your needs like it's just unrealistic to like expect that so if like if you don't like that don't like if you feel like you can't get through it don't buy the game like there's just, it, just something you're not you're not gonna experience which it's, again is a bummer yeah but like i said it, the world's not here to cater to you. Like it, there are some things that you're going to be able to do in the world. And some things that you're not going to be able to do with the world. Cuphead might be one of them. It's, it kind of sucks that this game is one of the ones that's so hard and like not for everyone because it's so beautiful. And like, um, I remember my girlfriend was just watching people play it and she was like, what is that? I want to play that. It looks so good. It looks like a cartoon. I was like, look, 
it looks fun. It looks like a cartoon, but you're not going to be able to play it. It's, it's so it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. It looks like you're just going up and down shooting. I don't I, We watched someone shoot like a chicken or something. I don't know. And I was trying to explain to her like, yeah, it's fun to watch. And like, not that, you know, she can't be good at games, but like, if we were to get it, like, I'd have to play, and she'd just have to watch because yeah, there's no way. The yeah, yeah, and like you said, it's not that she can't be good at games, but like this game makes you invest time in being good at it. Yeah, and not everyone has that time, or not everyone has that patience either. Yeah, like I said, that's that's the beautiful thing of it. Like I've got, I've played games. Um, Dark Souls was one of them. Mm-hmm. Like the, the original or Demon Souls was one of them. Um, the original before the Dark Souls when it was a PS3 exclusive. That was a game that I just couldn't get past. Like, I just fit, like, I, I, one, I lost patience for it, and two, it was just too damn hard. Yeah. And, um, I didn't get to finish that game. It sucks, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, change the vision of your game, because the whole point of Demon's Souls, uh, I remember uh, reading a couple of interviews with them, um, through IGN back in the day when they came out with Demon's Souls, the original one. Um, that they were like, games are too easy. Mm-hmm. And this game is meant to be hard and challenge you. The fact that people will get so offended and like just mad that like, hey, like you change your vision for your game for me. Yeah. That that pisses me off because it's like, look, their vision's not for you. Like their vision, their vision, and it's up to you to speak with your wallet. And if you don't want, if you want to speak with your wallet, speak with your wallet. Don't buy the game. But like <laughs> you can't force someone force someone's hand to change a game to be more inclusive of your for skill. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not going to put in the time to learn how to be good at cuphead, mm-hmm. you're not going to play cup. just like, I couldn't put in the time to learn how to be good at demon Souls. Yeah. Just because the fact that I'm just not good at that game. I don't get to finish the game like that. Then that's just the reality of it. I, f- I feel like, I feel like we're, trying to be too inclusive and i really feel like that takes away from the game sometimes because you really think that like uh the creator of battletoads is really thinking about like oh can can everyone play this game like can like I, can we make this you know i wonder if he thought if they thought like people can beat this it's not a big deal i don't know what they were th- i don't even think they were thinking yeah i think they were just on shrooms the whole time yeah developing that game from what i've seen like it, you must have I don't know how they even got it out without realizing no one can beat this entire game. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but no, Cuphead, amazing. Yeah. Uh, man, yeah. I, I, I can't I just, I can't, like I said, I could talk forever about that game. It's beautiful. I, I'll have to, I don't have an Xbox, so I'll buy it on PC probably one day. And, because I'm sure my PC can run that. Well, and it's cool because you can actually play it with like a like a joystick. Really? Like I had a guy. Um, I work at a retail store, and um, I had a guy coming in looking for a like like controller that he can play with because uh-huh. he's actually crippled. Oh, okay. Like he he has uh, some kind of disease in his hand where he can't grip a controller. Uh huh. Also, really fascinating side note on that: he worked on the original Atari team. Interesting. Yeah, he he was wearing like a launch Sega the Hedgehog jacket. Or Sega. Sonic. Sonic. <laughs> Sonic jacket. Like Sega jacket. It was really like dope, man. Like, oh, what was that? I started chopping up with him. He was on the original Atari launch team. Jeez. Um, OG. Yeah, OG. So he was in there because like he can't hold a regular controller. Anymore. Yeah. So like he had to like get like a Joy-Con. But again, 
dude's an OG if he's playing that game on like a freaking joystick. He he went in there specifically saying I'm for playing that. this he's for like, Cuphead. Yeah. He's like I I have Cuphead. I need this controller. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's like shoot like do whatever you can. Like it's cool that they made that option available that you're yeah to like play like like that. Because then that at least that caters to the more handicapped gamer. Mm-hmm. That way they can be then be punished by the game <laughs> like the rest of us. I wonder if they thought about like inclus inclusivity is that a word mm-hmm. um when they did that or more just like go totally old school like CRT mode joystick I, I imagine every dev kind of has something like that yeah like some kind of, they think about it somewhat now especially in the world where you we are in today mm-hmm. where it's like anyone can send off a tweet so like people I'm sure people have made it very clear to them that like okay like there are people who won't be able to play this game with a controller that's true I'm glad people. Uh, I'm glad everyone wants to play this game. Yeah, it's it just sucks that it's not for everyone. Exactly, and 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 that's how it is. Like some people, it's, like it's just different tastes. Like I mean, that's just how the whole world is based off, and it's completely absurd to be like cater to me. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, some people like strawberries. Some people are allergic to them. It's not for everybody. They're not going to stop making you strawberries. Throw, you can't throw a fit and have nobody else play stra- eat strawberries because you can't have strawberries. Yeah. Like, it's just the way of the world. That's how it works. Some people like sucking dick, Eli. It's true. Some people don't. I met a few That's of them. Right. I I have too, sir. You know? It's like, it's just one of those things. It's like, so some things are for so some people and some things aren't. Yeah. Same thing with Cuphead. Okay. Cuphead's like sucking dick. I like that. I like that. Thank you. I thought it was a very beautiful analogy myself. Yeah. Both beautiful. <laughs> very elegant. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, next game. Yeah, next game. Let's go into that uh, transition there. Um, yeah, get ready to roll your eyes. I know everybody who's watching there roll their eyes. Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Oh, like, yeah. It's a re-release game, but like, god damn. Again. Another game where it's like I could just sink all this time like you were talking about with Mario. Mm -hmm. You can seriously go through this whole thing and play and just collect and collect and collect. And you want to collect. And then you're going through a level and you see a gem like above you. And you try to double jump for like five minutes trying to get to the gem. And, of course, that didn't happen to me. It happened to me when I originally played the game. Um, So you knew knew how to do everything. Like right off the bat, um, one, I got through. Um, I couldn't 100% still trying to work on that. Okay. But two and three, I platinum like on my first playthrough. Like, boom. damn. Like, because I just know those games like the back of my hand. One, not so much. But two and three, just like off the back of my hand, like if they, same as CTR, if they came out with the CTR, I just, I, I know those games inside and out, but I know how everything. But I know the feeling like going through level, looking up, oh shit, there's a gem there. How do I get there? Mm hmm. Uh, did did you play the Insane Trilogy at all? No, I haven't played a Crash game since PS One. Or I mean, I played. That's when it was good. Like the, I want to say I played like a GBA Crash Those game. Those work so good too. Yeah, I really want to make a video like ranking my list, definitive list of Crash games. Yeah, but there's so many. Like you forget about a lot of them. Yeah, I mean the GBA ones are so good too. But like it, it's that feeling of like, um, and then you're like, how how the fuck do you get there? And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden. After you've already beat the game and you're like trying to go back and getting all the gems, you like fuck around and you jump on like a nitro box and you mm-hmm. realize the nitro box didn't explode. And you're like, what the fuck? And you start going up, like jumping up these nitro boxes, and all of a sudden it teleports you to like another warp room that you didn't even know was there. 
And that was that in like the original that game was too. In, that was in yeah, that was not not in one, but that was in two. That's when they started really getting yeah. crafty with things like that. I mean, one there was like secret bridges uh-huh. where it's like you see a wampa fruit and you're like, what is that doing there? And you jump toward it and like there's a box that appears. Okay. Um, but like in two, they took it to a whole nother level to where it was like, like I I remember so clearly how I stumbled onto the secret warp room. It was um the polar bear one where you're on the polar bear and you're going through and you're like breaking all the boxes and you have to like avoid all the things. And I was trying to get all the boxes to get the gem and then it launches you off right before you like exit the level. Mm-hmm. So you, you like fly and there's like this water down below. And when I was flying, you can see like these little pads. I was like, what the fuck are those? And then so like I turn around where it launches you, turn around and walk forward and then you jump on like these little ice like pads mm-hmm. and then to like this blank platform and you jump on that and it teleports, it teleported me to like the secret warp room. I lost my fucking mind. That's like, little like six year old Mikey. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, there's more to this game. Like, I played this game like um, trying to hundred percent it. I didn't know how to get the other like color gems. I didn't know there was another courtroom. I was just like, ah! just like in my mind, like my little like six year old mind couldn't like fucking fathom that I didn't see this whole game. Like, I haven't played every bit of this game that there is to play, mm-hmm. and that's such a cool feeling. And it's so like nostalgia driven to go back and be like. Man, like I remember, like finding, like like I said, the nitro thing is a real thing. Like, um, I, I remember I landed on nitro and I realized it didn't explode, and they're like the little green boxes. That yeah. Explode. And then I start going up it, and it teleports you to the secret warp room, and then that's how you unlock each of the secret warp room like levels. Okay. Some of them will take you to the gems, the gems like in the other levels that you see. So it's like really complex. Like, yeah. Especially for like 1997. That sounds like, what crazy. The? And especially seeing it in 3D too. Like I know, like uh, like um. Metrovania games like were existed before like Crash, uh-huh. but like Crash took it to a whole nother level where it's like 3D, like and it's like transports you to like another warp room, and then that warp room takes you to a secret level in the level with the gem, and then at the end of that you can get the gem. Like it was just so complex. And I just remember being like, so like having those games back and like remastered for another generation, and the fact that it sold so fucking well. It really did, surprisingly. Yeah, it's, I mean, number one. It was like number one for like two months. In yeah, a row, like back to back, like that was ridiculous. Um, ridiculous sales for that game. So like, it was so nostalgic driven going back to it. Um, yeah, I, again, I, another game that I could just talk so much about and just like, like never end. I feel like the Crash games are our generation's Mario because like the way you're describing it and especially the way it's come back like I can remember my dad um when we were playing the original Mario showing me in one of the I think the second world in the dungeon like you can climb you can bounce up through the ceiling onto like above all the bricks and then you jump up into this cloud level Mm -hmm. and like imagine Imagining him discovering that as a kid playing Mario, like we have that same thing with Crash. Yeah. Crash really is like the um like the evolution of Mario. That's that's really like the best way I feel yeah. like it can be described. Well, I think you are right, but I think that's why it's sold so well. Is uh-huh. Because our gener that is our generation's Mario. And like, there's so many like the older like the older people in the games press, older people in just general like the older gamers who grew up on Nintendo. Yeah. That they like scoff at that. They're like, oh, these games are fucking terrible and blah blah. blah. It's not Mario. It's not Mario. Like, how dare you compare it to Mario? But like, this is our generation's Mario. Like, there was a point in 1998 where Crash was a more recognizable figure than Mario. Like, there's a poll that was ran 
1997 that where it was like oh well, like who who's this who's this and crash scored higher with the general public i'm mean, not just gamers mm-hmm. general public like just your mom you know my mom like would be able to recognize him more than mario which is crazy That's insane. to think about that back in the day that like crash was like the pinnacle of like 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 just edginess video games uh, try capturing exactly what sonic was trying to capture but like did it better and then like i said then crash team racing came out and that is the definitive kart racer i don't care what anyone says that game is a flawless kart racer and it takes any mario kart to task have you played mario kart 8 yes i have and let me tell you sir ctr when when they do remaster it because they will remaster it in 4k then in beautiful 4K. All right. Will be better than Mario Kart 8. That's like, I, I'm telling you, double dash anything. Like, when they bring it back with full visuals and when they just add in, like, all the, like, like little secrets and, like, little niches niches to, like, the whole game, I'm telling you, that game is going to blow up even bigger than the Crash Insane trilogy came out because I feel like more people have more memories of CTR than they do of actual Crash. And there's no kart racer on PS4 or Exactly, anything. and that's what I'm saying. I think... I think we're about to see a re- resurgence of the Bandicoot come back in a way that we haven't seen since. I hope so. Came out. And I really do think it's like, like we're on the pe- like the edge of seeing Mario kind of have a con. Like if Sony somehow can finagle their way in getting so- uh, Crash back mm-hmm. or keeping it with exclusivity deal, I don't know if they like pay. Paid that stu- like yeah. I I'm be so interested. That's so inside baseball, but like I would love to see how that deal worked out because if somehow Sony can get Crash back, I I think we're on the precipice of seeing PlayStation kind of have a mascot again. That's crazy. Uh, they, yeah, because they are um with their amiibo things. Crash is one of them. Yeah, it says it still says Activision on the box, um. But they're really pushing Crash well, so that, that, much. That toy line is PlayStation based. Yeah. Tekken, um, Wipeout, Wipeout, uh, Parappa um, the Rapper, Little Big Planet. Like it's all there. Like very PlayStation based. Um, what Crash? Like you, you think PlayStation? You think Crash? And the fact that we haven't heard anything about it coming to uh, Xbox. Xbox yet. I think there was a very interesting deal where it's like if it sells this much, the rights, not the rights, but we keep exclusive to Sony. If it doesn't sell this much, then we go to Xbox to make up our money. I'm sure everyone's expectations were exceeded by this oh, I, game. Oh, a thousand percent. And I think Sony is really like chomping at the bit to like to get, make an, get it something back. else. No, yeah, try to get that IP back. Okay. Because I'm sure they want it back now, especially that they saw how lucrative the remaster was yeah and the fact that they could do a ctr which would make even more money i guarantee you i, I think it would double the money of the insane trilogy i wonder and is that if they put out a new crash game after the ctr and then they, of course we'll see us uh, we'll see a spyro because we're seeing a we're seeing a sir dan fortescue return sir in medieval that's true and he was but crash hmm are we are we just like erasing uh playstation all-stars like the lineage because it crash wasn't in that and um but sir daniel was so it's like maybe they're pulling more from that line of people you yeah know what I, mean? I think i i think that it's so and this is another thing so um i'm trying to work on a uh video essay on battles uh playstation all-stars yeah 
Um, I reached out to a few of the old devs uh, from Superbot. Uh, talked to some of them. Um, some of the stuff I can't say because it was off record. Um, but uh, from what I have gathered, they're very jaded. There are some very jaded people from that studio about how everything went down. Jeez. Um, because it is a... It... Basically, Sony changed their expectations for the game when they announced it to where it was basically this is going to happen. Like basically we're going to keep you around to like making like not like essentially another one and then didn't keep them around. Yeah. Just because that Sony's expectations were a lot higher than initially because the the hype around it. Yeah. Because the, I remember at the time that like the hype around it was so much and like it, it seemed like it was going to do a lot more than a million. And then they kind of changed their expectations and then expectations got changed and then it was just a whole thing. But I, I'm fascinated in the whole development of that series. Uh, so certain characters they couldn't get, why they couldn't get them, why Crash wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. it was, so it's, it's interesting how Sony couldn't swing that, but they could swing a whole remaster. Mm-hmm. So well, long story short of it, I'm... I'm interested to see how this kind of plays out just with, especially with like Spyro and including Crash Bandicoot. But I'm interested to see how Sony can kind of swing a deal and see if they can actually get Crash Bandicoot back in their house or if it's going to stay with Activision. My question is, do you want a new Crash game? Yes. I thought I, so I kind of talked to, when I went on the kind of funny game cast, I kind of talked to this, uh, talked to Tim about this a bit. Um, I think we owe it to them. Okay. I think we owe Vicarious Visions because obviously I don't think they really want to be working on Destiny DLC and like Destiny in-game items. Yeah. I think they liked that they got the freedom that they did with Crash. Mm-hmm. And I think they'd like more freedom. And I think we owe it to them to give them the opportunity to make a new Crash game because of how well they handled the Insane Trilogy. I feel like if anyone should do it, it's it's someone like them who's been around for decades, you know? Yeah, I mean, Vicarious Visions, like, they worked on Nitro Kart. They worked on Crash uh, Nitro Kart. They worked on uh, a couple of the Game Boy games. Um, for, by the way, Crash Nitro Kart, another phenomenal kart racer. Um, I want to see them do it. I want to see Senzaru maybe get a shot at it. Like, whoever gets a shot at it, I want I, – I'm, I'm ready. I think they understand the importance of the IP and how the IP works and what makes the IP special. Yeah. So I want I want to see a new Crash game because I think we I think we owe it to them to be able to get another crack at it and give them complete creative control over it. Okay. Okay. I think that they prove themselves that they deserve that IP. They definitely have at least financially to whoever they need to prove themselves to. Yeah. So, uh, number three. I'm trying to think of everything I've played this year play any of that uh tekken i i didn't i i didn't i played marvel versus capcom it wasn't it wasn't marvel versus capcom 3 or even 2 no um, it, it's not fun it's it's ah man it's just such a missed opportunity i tried i didn't play a ton i really didn't um any indies? That's what I'm trying to think. I know I've played games, but I definitely wouldn't put them in like my top five. Like, yeah. I don't, like I said, like Destiny and then like um, PUBG. Uh, oh, El- I know what it is. Emily is a way too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Emily is a way too is a fucking phenomenal game. 
and I put it at number three. That like first of all, the first one I we did a whole let's play on it, like the full experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my uh, best friend Connor sat down and played that game all the way through. Um, phenomenal. Second one, even better. It's so much fun. It's such a good game. Like, man, it, it, talking about a game that just tugs on nostalgia and just like. Man, just like makes you long for like the days before like cell phones. Yeah, like, it's so good. No, so the first one I, I watched. I watched let's plays of both of them. I didn't play them myself, but the first one I was like, okay, I get it. I get what who this is for, but I feel like that was a little before my time. But uh, watching the second one, like, uh, it, it's like a few years after the first one, right? Yeah, like more mid two thousands. Mm, yeah, I think it's like 2001 to 2004, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah, just watching that really uh, it really did get me like nostalgia-wise cuz like I remember sitting on my cousin's bed watching him on AIM or whatever it was or in MySpace like mm-hmm. and oh, God, like the early space. days of YouTube like talking to people and be like, "Wow, one day I'll be able to go on the internet and talk to my people like that. My mom will let me have a MySpace no, account yeah. one day. <laughs> and I remember what a big deal that was. It, it really was. And like the icons um, in this one mm-hmm. really are more uh, prominent in my life. Yeah, I mean, just tonally, that was like when we were growing up. We yeah. Were watching our siblings in, in their teen years uh-huh. kind of go through it. And like, it's just, man, I just, I remember AIM. I remember like how cool the internet was i remember those sounds of mm-hmm. oh, aim messages <laughs> yeah and like um like my cousin typing brb and i was like what does brb mean what what are these letters put together <laughs> so, good. so good and then myspace man that was a whole nother like i had a myspace way too early i don't know what my mom was thinking letting me have myspace in like me fifth too grade, sixth grade yeah I was on MySpace fifth grade, putting on some uh, Eminem songs on my profile. Uh, on your profile? Yeah. Dude, so this is going to speak to how, like, again, going back to Crash Bandicoot, mm-hmm. how much of a fucking dork I was. <laughs> I, I had, like, the Crash Bandicoot, like, ice music, like, going, and then, like, I had the him doing a little dance, <laughs> like, all, all like, over the, like, page. The background? Like, yeah, the background. Like, it was a bunch of, like, squares. That's and cool. It was, like, just me and, like, the fucking fattest bowl cut that I looked like I played <laughs> for a woman's softball team. <laughs> like, it was just, like, man, like, I was a fucking dork. That's got to be the next evolution of that game is MySpace. Oh God, that would be so good. Go full on into it. A little more complex, it. but that would be like man. And in this game too, they did so perfectly with the YouTube links. Yes. And like you click on it, and it's like a relevant video from that time. It's yeah. Like, man, like, fuck, like that's so good. Such a good, such a good game. So yeah, that that's definitely on my top five. Four. Shout out LCD sound system. LCD sound system. Shout out. Four. Okay, this was a debate that we were having last week. When did Rainbow Six Siege come out? Three years ago. Was it three years ago? Yeah. I just saw an IGN. They reviewed it for like its third year. Three years ago. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Definitely not putting that on. (laughs) That's when I got into it. Uh, Last year? Last year. Uh Uh-huh. And goddamn, what a good game. It, I watched Let's Play, not Let's Plays, but like streams of it early on. And I was like, this looks pretty cool. And then um, 
Kind of Funny Live 3, Moises came over to my house, downloaded onto my PS4, and I watched him play, like, it must have been, like, one or two Pacific time and, like, five over where he's at in New York playing with his friends. I was watching, like, shit, this game is crazy. Like, so, people are wild for this. So, de- like, man, there's nothing. Like, it is so tactical, and it's, like, like it's so different than any other shooter. The fact that you have to wait after you die and you have to watch your teammates and you have to watch the cameras and you have to talk to them and you have to just stay in constant communication. And this person cancels out this person's camera, uh, like special and this yeah. person's special does this to block counter this person's special. And like, it's just so beautifully thought out and it's just such a fun game. Just feels so smooth. And like, all it is is like a defense game. Like you just defend your corner and then you attack the corner. It seems so daunting. Like it seems so hardcore, but you can really play it, and it kind of—I think it like kind of scales to your skill level with other players. Yeah, I mean, you really can just jump into it and like have a good time. I recommend having a squad; otherwise, I feel like this game wouldn't be as good yeah, as it no. Is. But if you have like a squad of two or three, like this game is like a blast. Like it's so much fun. Um, God, I've no, I know, I know, I've played more. I just you probably I'm, did. I'm blanking on a lot of it, and there's another thing. I played things like Sonic, Sonic Mania. Uh, Mania. I fucking hated that game. <laughs> uh, God, Sonic's not fun. Sonic's people. so fucking terrible. Can stop we, saying. Can we stop lying? Can we stop? Okay, this is another thing. So, how to make America great again in 2018? Stop with the lies that Sonic's a fun fucking game. It's not. Thank you. It, Eli, I knew I liked you. You're such a sweet boy. Man, uh, fuck Sonic. Even as a kid, like first grade, second grade, I played Sonic. It's not fun. I couldn't – I don't like it. It's so br- – I just – I. it's it's one of those things where it's like normally I'm like, uh, like I don't understand it. Like people like what they like. Yeah. This is a game where I put my foot down and I go, fuck that. This game is – terrible i don't know how anyone likes it i don't even want to try to understand why people like it it's just like i'm so anti-sonic that it's just like like he's a cool character yeah. i like sonic as a character as a game it's garbage and it's not fun and all you're doing is running and it's not even a fun kind of run and platform it's not even a fun like there are mobile games like temple run that i'd rather play than fucking Damn. sonic i have a thousand times more fun playing temple run than i do sonic it's just so pointless. Like you collect the rings, you get hit, you lose Gosh, some rings. So, bad. so you what? Lose some ba- okay, and then what do the rings do? Like I don't. Like, it improves your score for the end of the game. And but does like, it? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't even fucking know. Like I, I, I seriously played up to a boss on Sonic Mania. I was like, yeah, nah, fuck that. There's a reason <laughs> I don't play Sonic. Like that's one of the reasons Sonic's so bad. And then like Matterfall, that's another game. Matt, and you, uh, um, that came out this year too, right? Matt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Housemark game. Um, such a fun arcade game. Again, I wouldn't put it in like my top like five, mm-hmm. but like it's a fun arcade game, and like that's all you can really say about it because that is like what Housemark games are—just fun arcade games. Housemark games are great. I played um, a lot of. Resogun. Oh god, Resogun would have been on my top five if it came out this year. Yeah, uh, and uh, Alienation. I know that came out twenty sixteen. Not yeah, yeah, it was twenty sixteen. I'm not as big as a fan of Alienation. Really? I, I like Matterfall a lot better. Okay, Matterfall is more like side schooly, right? It's like, it's like, 
Rezo gun mixed with like alienation. Or oh, okay. Or yeah, alienation. No, yeah. Not alienation. Yeah, it's like Rezo gun mixed with alienation. Okay. That's, that's the best way to kind of describe it. But it's gonna be interesting to see what that developer does too. Yeah. Now they're done with arcade games. Sadly. They just kind of realized that there's not really a market for them. Unfortunately. It sucks because they were really like the pinnacle of arcade those games. games. Mm-hmm. Um, none of them were bad. No, they're all, but I mean, they're all good. I mean, so like I said, some of them weren't for me. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that's okay. You're okay not to have a game be for you. Like that, don't like, it's okay. Like, I know a lot of people will be like, but you to fucking talk shit on Sonic, but fucking <laughs> Crash Bandicoot runs like, but, but, but. I get it. I'm just fucking, I'm just joking around. It's like, oh, it's okay. It's okay not to like something. It's okay not to have something that like is not for you. Uh, those games, like uh, Alienation was not for me. Yeah, it was a good game, but it wasn't broken on the servers. But it was a good game. Yeah, it's it's not a great me. game. Yeah, if it's for you, then you probably had a blast. Yeah. If you like Dead Nation, you probably had a blast with Alienation. So twenty seventeen. Did you play Injustice? I dabbled. I I didn't actually play like the full story. I knew someone who had it, and I played with them and then I played through some of the story. It was alright. I'm not like the biggest fighting game fan, but uh-huh. like I do enjoy fighting games, but like the stories on them usually lack injustices seem like it didn't lack so much. The first one was amazing. The first one's story. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. Uh this one it's not as good as the first one, but it's it does some cool things like uh sometimes you'll be playing where you have like uh in the story green arrow and black canary are going to do something and like you can choose you're going to be black canary or green arrow and then whoever you choose uh you end up getting like a like a really rare item for them at the end of their little chapter yeah and it's like it's cool stuff like that that they the gear system is really like what puts this what puts it injustice above a lot of traditional fighting games and that's why I was so excited for it. Like, I don't really care much for fighting games. Uh, I liked Injustice 1 because it was pretty simple. It's like the Mortal Kombat style, you know, like pretty easy combos and whatnot. But uh, the fact that this one had a loot system and, like, your gear actually matters and actually looks cool. Uh, this was on my list. This is, my like, my number four game of the year. Mm. I just remembered. Um but yeah, they really changed the game up with fighting games and like made it more accessible to people. That's cool. And more I, interesting. What, what, loot or not loot? What'd you say? Uh, what system? Gear system. The gear system. Yeah. yeah. What? What so special? Like what? Why is that special? Uh, just because like you don't really have gear in fighting games. It's like this is your fighter. Like this is oh, Ryu. Oh shit! So you can actually like upgrade like your. Yeah, you can change their stats okay, that's, and that's stuff that's through badass. the gear. Okay, I'm I'm okay, I'm into that. Yeah, and like if you have a set of like legendary gear, it'll be like, all right, uh you have two of five items. Uh if you meter burn like some attack, you can uh trigger um like a stage transition rather than uh like having to like hit them with like your back X or whatever like into the wall. You could just um, stand there. I mean, it sounds kind of lame, but like you, if you, I'll give you an example. I guess like the Flash has like a a move where you can like 
dodge attacks, but um, if you unlock this certain gear, like a couple pieces of gear, if you do the dodge, he'll like parry and then initiate a, tra a sage transition because of the gear. Um, it's not really like pay to win or anything because I mean you can buy loot boxes but like uh, at the same time if you're playing online you can turn off all of that all of the um, like the improvements and enhancements and stuff and just have like cool looking gear okay yeah okay that's dope yeah alright I'm into it okay and I just I kind of realized what my four would be um, Uncharted Lost Legacy nice yeah so it's like uh, it's like I, li I liked it we discussed this when yeah. we were talking about it. It would be my number four because that is one of the games I spent the most, one of the most time. Oh, wait. What the fuck am I talking about? Good hell. That would be on my list. Except for... Fucking Horizon Zero Dawn, which we talked about. Yeah, we did talk I about that. I that that came out in 2017. Yeah. It's because there's so much shit, and this is why this is the best year in gaming. Yes, so everything gets overshadowed by something else, no matter how great it is. I, for I'm for I mean, it, just how it goes. Um, yeah. So my list number five, Battlefront. Mm -hmm. Number four, Horizon Zero Dawn. Number three, Emily's Emily, Away. Emily's Away two. Number two, uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, and then number one, Cuphead. Which, man. Solid list. So, I mean, again, I'm not a fucking critic. Like, I'm not here to be, like, no, the yeah. Academy. Like, those were the game, the five games I've sunk the most time into and played the most mm -hmm. this year. Why I, Why did I keep blocking out Horizon Zero Dawn coming out this year? I oh, think I remember Emily's Away 2 came out this yeah. year. Yeah. I forget that, that Horizon Zero Dawn came out this year. That's crazy. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, that game... A lot, of, a lot of time spent into it. We talked about it. Fucking phenomenal game. Yeah. Great game. Uh, great developer. Like, Gorilla out of nowhere bringing, bringing it hard with a amazing open world RPG. Like, Let me ask you something. Yeah. Are we going to get another Killzone? And mm. was, were you a fan of Killzone? I was a huge fan of Killzone. Killzone 2 is in my top 10 games of all time. Dude, Killzone 2 is so good. It's so amazing. Good. So underrated. And then Killzone 3 is just meh. And yeah. then Shadowfall is even meh. Yeah. Like, I... Man. Nothing... Shadowfall was so unsatisfying to me. Like, I don't... Ugh. It was pretty. It was a good Sports. launch game. Yeah, it was a launch... That's exactly what it was. It was a launch game. Yeah. Like, it was a alright game, but, like, it's not Killzone. It did not feel like Killzone to me. Yeah, I didn't finish it, um... And I'm a huge Killzone fan. Like I played the original Killzone. That's crazy. I've I've never met an actual like other Killzone fan other than me, as you can see. Yeah. I have a guest helmet. Love it, love it. Um, yeah, Killzone two and your little, little stealth guy too, uh, the sniper. Yeah. Killzone two, uh, one of the very first PS3 games I got. Like I don't know why. Me too. I think that's just kind of like the right yeah. of patches on the PS3, especially at the time, like the time it was out. Mm -hmm. It was so much like if you had a PS3, you were the outlier. Yeah. Like in your, especially in our age group. If you weren't playing Halo. If you weren't playing fucking Halo on yeah. Xbox 360, you like get out of the fucking way. Like yeah. what are you doing? Like you were the dumb kid with the PS3. Like uh, I remember so how much shit my friends used to give me for the like the P having the PS3 because growing up it really is like that's why the console wars is a, is a thing mm -hmm. because as a kid 
you're talking like you you only have enough money for one thing. Yeah. Unless you're like one of the rich kids, which I, I had a lot of I had rich friends. So like they had like everything. I feel it. But like when you were a kid, you get one system and you're ride or die for that system, whether it was good or whether it was bad or the best or the worst. Like you were ride or die for that system because that's all you had. And the games that you had on it was all you had. And you, you just wish that maybe one day you can play with your friends. Yeah, but exactly. And then you talk about, like, oh, yeah, maybe one day like, we'll be able to play like online yeah, together. Get Call a PS3. Duty, <laughs> Come maybe on. Maybe one day, man, we'll be able to play in harmony, man. Yeah. But no. It, and no. then it, it, like, boils down to where it's, like, then you get, like, a, it, it's, it's the same thing with, like, the political space, too, right now. It's, like, you get so high mentality, like, like, this is my side. This is exactly how you are when you're a kid because when that's all you have, you go, well, this this is my side. So I yeah. remember, like, all my friends being like, what the fuck are you getting a PS3 for? It's like, I'm a PlayStation man. Like, I <laughs> like Crash Bandicoot, like, all these. Crash like, will come back one day. PS3, like, this was at the, like, the spot downward spiral of PlayStation. Like, that's when I had a PS3. Like, yeah. But even before when they start coming up with, like, uh, the Goodwill with, uh, like, Starhawk and Twisted Metal and they started doing, like, uh, awesome exclusive games. I uh-huh. had, man, Haze is a great game. <laughs> I rented <laughs> Haze. Haze. I, I love Haze and people are over there playing their fucking Halo, Halo 3. I'm like, oh, you bastards. Uh, I've played one Halo game. It's cool. Killzone's awesome though. Kill, like I said, and that's what I'm saying. That's what you said. Like Killzone Two was like your first like game. I remember getting the little like the Bluetooth headset. Yes. Fucking broadcast Bluetooth headset. Yes. Playing. I just remember getting home from. Uh, God, I don't remember what grade I was in when I I had it. But I remember coming home, and then like, um, just sitting down and kill, seriously spending hours into Killzone, and I'd like listen to a podcast sometimes. And then I would just sit there and I'd just play hours and hours and hours of Killzone online. And then I'd, I would play the – in between when I got bored, I'd go back and I'd, I'd, I was going through the story. And I just remember mm-hmm. how much time was sunk into, like, those maps. And, like, man, it was just such a fun, like, different, like, game. And then that's when I really knew I was kind of, a, like, a PlayStation gamer. Yeah. It's like they offer you different, unique games. This that, isn't Call of Duty. Yeah. You know, this isn't – just shoot each other and that's it like you're doing like Killzone you were doing shit like cool shit like um remember like the assassination mode where oh yeah you just stab their eyes out and like like break their eyes yeah and like the oh oh you said the online one where it's one guy right and you have to go after him yeah 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 I mean you could sneak up on them and like do all that too um but yeah that's what I'm talking about the assassination yeah, when you had like one person had to hang back in the back and um mm. the whole team was trying to kill him, mm. the whole team was trying to protect him. What other game does that? Yeah, I mean it's just such a different like you hold a controller and you play Killzone, it's like different from any shooter that you've played in the fact that it's so heavy. The controls weren't and great. It's, not that it's just they don't different. hold up. Like the controls I feel like were fine. I mean, you had to switch it around because I didn't like the analog aiming, uh-huh. um, which thank God they ended up switching that to the triggers. Yeah. Um, but you could switch that around on like the original game and play with the triggers. The PS3 triggers that are so bad. But it's so different because it was so heavy and it was so dark and gritty. Mm-hmm. And then the story on Killzone 2 was so good. It was really about like a race that was just in despair 
and that we're like on the brink of a nuclear war and then just shit just gets fucked. And like, it's just, it, it does a good job of like a futuristic war, mm-hmm. like kind of seriousness and the characters they made you care about. And that's why I didn't like shadow because you didn't, you weren't attached to anybody. Yeah. I didn't care it about just felt like the guy it was, you're just walking around in a world of kill zone. Yeah. But it didn't feel like kill zone two where you had your platoon. Mm-hmm. And you were stuck with your pr- platoon, and you had that annoying fucking jackass guy in your platoon, and he dies, and you're like, oh, thank God. Yeah, he. But you like everyone. I felt else. bad though. You like seven, and you like like all the other people in your like platoon, and uh-huh. it's like Rico. Yeah. Oh God, Rico. Like it's like such a good story, and you actually care about those characters, and then Killzone Three happens, and it's like, man, shit gets even more fucked. Mm-hmm. And then they kill off, of course, like the coolest character, Radic, which didn't make sense in two. I really wish they would have kept him. Yeah, when Raddick came back for PS All Stars, I was I like, like so he weird. died. This is why it doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's why um, on my pitch for PlayStation All Stars, um, I want a Hellgas soldier mm-hmm. instead of Raddick, just because that makes more sense. Yeah, just a random soldier. Yeah. Or yeah, there there isn't there really is a no really like icon, one. but the icon of Killzone is is that just the is, plain is that soldier Hellgas helmet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, God. See, and that's what I'm saying. We know. We were both the dumb oh, kids yeah. that bought a PS3 at the time when everyone else was so hardcore Xbox. Like, What's up, bro? Like, I have, like, I have really access to the maps. Like, what do you have? Like, you can play Hayes. Uh, <laughs> like, and then you just. Free you just, online. And you buckle down. You know, I have free online and I have printer settings. Uh huh. What do you have? Blu ray. Yeah, oh, that, see, that's another thing. And then you get into the controller argument, and then, of course, the Xbox always wins that argument. That's true. It, PS3 controller is garbage. God, I just remember how big of a deal it was, though, like having like the different one. But then Soul Calibur, when Soul Calibur 4 came out, that's when it was a big deal. PS4 got, or PS3 got, got Darth Vader. Darth Vader? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And that's when you're like, what's up, bitches? You want yeah. fucking the little green fuck Yoda? You got Yoda? Yeah, what the fuck? Yoda can't fight. Yeah, what up, dude? You want the old green guy? Yeah. You got fucking Darth Vader. Like, what's up, bro? And then you realize no one bought Soul Calibur for him. No, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. All right. A lot of ground cover. Yeah. This, this was good. More than just game of the year. For real. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I like about this kind of format. It's just like, man, we just go, we'll just go on. You want to talk about fucking Killzone for fucking half hour? We'll I can go Killzone into Killzone even more. For, it's so good. So wait, you never answered my question. Do you think we're getting another one? Like, is it possible that Gorilla is working on two different games at once? Like, uh, I could see them like splitting house like Naughty Dog did. Yeah. I mean... I, I doubt Gorilla would be doing it. Yeah, that's my too. thing. That's the thing. I, I don't think Gorilla would be working on Killzone. But I don't think they want to. Do we do we do we want to see another Killzone? I want to see another Killzone that actually carries off the canon of three. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't live. Uh, I mean, kind of. Shadowfall. Shadowfall didn't really. Like it didn't really. It was like. A weird cold, like that's the only connection was the Cold War connection. It yeah. wasn't really anything about like civil unrest and like mm-hmm. the like fact the... that Helgen got blown up. And then, God, another thing about Killzone: those speeches in the beginning of the game, wild. So it's... good that the the speech in the beginning of Killzone Two that uh, the the, the bald guy, guy. Yeah, I forgot his name. Basically. 
speaks is probably one of the best written like even though it was like super like Nazi propaganda. Yeah. Probably one of the best like speeches in a video game, like a piece of monologue. Mm-hmm. So solid. And just the way it's delivered too with the music. Like Killzone's music's so good too. Yeah. Just, you really like I don't want to say you feel for the Hellgas, but like no, you, you get do, it. Though. No, you do feel the for the Hellgas though. Yeah. It's like, man, you've just been shit on. Yeah. You guys have just been shit on over and no wonder you guys are fucking evil. And then it's like and you have these diseases that make you fucking look like a like a old man's ball sack. Yeah. <laughs> and you fucking have to hide in these fucking gas masks. Like it's so like man. Yeah. Good good game. Great good game. Games. Shout out to Killzone. You know, Gorilla they've been making good games. They've been making like great stories for years. It didn't just start with Horizon. For real. A lot of people really are lost on Killzone. I f- I feel like because they are caught up in the comparison, like, oh, how is this to other shooters? Or yeah. Like, how is this to Halo? When really you got to look at it and be like, how is this as a game? Like, yeah. How is this as a story? How is this as a Killzone game? And I feel like that's really where it shines because Killzone 2 was so fucking good. Killzone 2 is great. Well, Eli. Yes. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure having you on, man. This is fun. It was awesome. This is a good conversation. We covered a lot of ground. Oh, got yeah. Got out, uh, out of the way. Uh, last week we talked about What's coming up in 2018? We talked about game of the year. For personally, look back. For us, a look back into the one of the greatest years. Well, okay. First of all, off the top of your head, movie, your favorite movie from 2017. Uh, I gotta say Thor Ragnarok. I've seen it three times in the theaters. I, I just every time I see it, I love it. A little more, I guess. So good. It it would definitely be that or the Big Sick for me. Big sick. Have not seen so Big Sick yet. Good. You have Amazon, right? Amazon Prime. Yeah, I'm go surprised it's on watch there. Go fucking watch the Big Sick. Go get your girlfriend and go watch the Big Sick. Because it is so good. That's the thing. It's a girlfriend movie. I mean, for me. So I'm waiting for her to say, "No, let's do Big Sick tonight." Yeah, the, the romantic rom com, but it's it's so good. And then, um, yeah, I mean, and then Star Wars, which no. I'm not gonna talk about Star Sorry. Wars. I don't know where you stand. I so I came around to it. Okay. I was uh I hated it at first. I was like, what did they do? Yeah. What did they do? And then the more I wa- I went back and watched it in the theater by myself, which is the first time I've ever done that. Mm-hmm. I like nobody else would go with me because they didn't like it the first time. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to go by myself and I went to the downtown like Hayward Theater and nobody goes to that theater, so it was like just me and Empty? the movie theater Damn. at like, 12 o'clock at night. Like, why'd myself. you go at midnight? This is the only time I have time to do things, Eli. <laughs> okay, at night. I'm so fucking busy. I have a full time job, I have school, and then I have this. So, like, the only time I have to lie myself is like nighttime, and then I get so burnt out. And that's why I have a fucking wall of Red Bull, is because I'm fucking there's a wall of Red Bull all the time. There is a wall of Red Bull. Um, and then I watched it, and I kind of just sat down and I marinated on it. And I really, it's the first time, like, I don't do this often. Mm-hmm. And I probably should do it more, like, for, like, important shit and not just Star Wars movies. <laughs> but, like, I really sat down and, like, phone away and just, like, really thought about the movie. Yeah. Which, like I said, I should do this for, like, things like Bills and, like, my life. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, anything. you know, Star Wars is, like, what got me to do it. I really sat down and I really thought about it. And I go... They don't give a fuck about what you thought about what a Star Wars movie was. And they don't. But and, I don't like it. And that's fair. That, that's a that's a fair thing not to like about it. But I feel like this movie did a lot more good than it did bad in the sense that it really got rid of the shit 
that George Lucas did to the franchise. The midichlorians, the um, the Jedi Order, um, pretty much all like the tropes that were like oh, you kind of uh, pigeonholed the series. They kind of wiped it all out, and I kind of like that because I like the idea of like anyone could be a Jedi. Like they're, they're, they're it's not just like yeah. this midichlorian count in your blood. Like it, it's different. Like the Jedi like had it wrong, and like. You know, there are flaws in the Jedi society. Mm-hmm. Like, if if they were allowed to marry, Anakin wouldn't have turned. Like, that's the whole, like, one of the whole reasons of, like, the turn is because, like, well, of course, because he wanted to save the one he loved, but, like. And also he killed sand people. Yeah, there's, a, yeah. And he just, the sand just got to his head, man. Women, children. And sand. And sand. <laughs> Slice up a lot of sand out there, I'm sure. All of them. God, what a bad movie. But, um, and then, yeah, again, like the casino shit, I didn't like. Nobody liked the casino shit. No. Like, it really was, it felt like it was bad. The, uh, uh, but again, there's a lot of rumors about, like, Poe's po storyline. He was supposed to be in a coma the whole story. Poe? Yeah. Or not Poe. God Finn? damn it. I always mix it up. Yes. Finn. Yeah. Dude. They were the same jacket. Oh, always mix it up. Um, Finn. But uh, reportedly was supposed to be in a coma the mm-hmm. whole storyline, and Disney said no, which totally explains the whole nonsense. Yeah, on the it's pointless. Line. That would have been such a better plot line, and it would have been such a more flush out story if Poe would have stayed or Finn would have stayed in, in the coma. Mm-hmm. Like that was the, that's the reported rumor that he was supposed to be in a coma the whole episode four, and then come back in six. I, you know, it, it, there's a lot you can look into and say, this is what they're trying to do. And like, take good things out of that. But on its face, it's not good. And I watched it twice. The second time I liked it more because I had less, I had lower expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that could be a part of why I didn't like it. It's because I had high expectations for it. But, Still, just like there's it, there's so much in it that's not. It's just not good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like it's it kind of just like it's so disrespectful. That's that's so Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, to I mean, everything. I totally understand that. I totally get that viewpoint, and I really don't. Uh, I really think that in time, when eight, nine comes out, mm-hmm. nine's really gonna justify what happened in eight. I, I wish really, it I, didn't have I, to. I know I do. I do too. I really would. I, I think if I would, I do it differently. Yeah. For Hell the yeah. longest Star Wars movie, I felt like that I got nothing got nothing out of, out of yeah, it. Exactly. But I, I mean, at the same time, it's like, man, they always. They, this is how Star Wars has always been: killing off jackass villains, like fucking badass villains. They always kill off, like Boba Fett. Went out like a little bitch. Captain Phasma went out like a little bitch. Like you've always had yeah. this job of the hut. You didn't know who Job of the Hut was, and you always heard about this Job of the Hut in four and in five, and you're like, who is this Job of the Hut? And then you finally encounter Job of the Hut, and he's he's cool, and yeah. then he fucking goes out like a little bitch. The same thing with Snoke. Who's Snoke? Who's Snoke? Who is this character? And you finally get to see him a little more in the prime <sighs> time, and then he dies. Star Wars has always done this. I hate the points that you're making because I guess you're right. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if like I'm sure people felt the same way about like 
like six and five, like uh, like when all that stuff like happened, because there are a lot of parallels between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's only gonna age better. And then, like I said, when nine comes out, I f- really feel like it's gonna put a nice little bow. Like I said, I would do. I would have done it different. I would have made it way, made way more fan servicey than it needed to be. Um, Not even I. I don't want any more fan service. We got enough with seven. I just want like I wanted to go. I wanted it to be more mature than it ended up being. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it was a little slapsticky comedy. Yeah, uh, more than it probably should have been. That's I, I feel like that's my main complaint is that it was very immature. Like I guess it's Star Wars is a thing for kids, but I don't know if it really ever was. I mean. It, and that's what's so weird because this is a darker movie, but it does feel lighter. Like, it's so weird to describe because, like, it really is a dark movie. Like, yeah. It, it really, but then at the same time, it is, like, it feels weird mixed in with the comedy. Yeah. Like, the tone really just, it threw me off and, like, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It's not my favorite. Yeah. And then it's like, I don't know. The comedy was always kind of reserved for, like, the characters like Han and Leia. And then, like, Luke was the more serious character. Yeah. So it's weird to have all of them be kind of the, like, the... The, the comic the relief. Yeah. yeah. Um, And the droids were never really c- comedic relief, uh, except for, like, 3PO saying dumb shit. Yeah. That was annoying. Um, But, I mean, like, think of the Emperor, too. Who's the Emperor? Like, who is, like, this, like... Well, we got three movies before that, yeah. But explaining, think, but think uh, before, uh, but think before the prequels, mm-hmm. which I think made the Emperor a thousand times cooler. Yeah. Who's this dark, mysterious character that we don't see in one, the first one? We see in five, and then we finally like get like introduced to in six, and then he goes out like a little bitch. Kind of like you could fucking jump around and be all crazy, but you can't get out of. Your Darth Vader holding you up with one hand. Like you see, like how that doesn't make sense too. How like there, there, like there's issues with the old ones, but again, you. But wouldn't you want them to solve it with the new ones? You know. Yeah. Yeah, and And not just do the same thing. I get that. I get that, and and I I see that they're not. And that's why I like about this one Mm -hmm. because they're breaking away from doing the same thing. Like there are parallels. There are definitely parallels. But this was a very different feeling Star Wars movie than any other Star Wars movie. And that's what I kind of like about it. And like I said, like with the Emperor, like just Darth Vader, like picking up and throwing him off the thing. It's like not yeah. the best ending to that. No. Like I could have been a lot cooler. Like I, I, it would have been dope if it was a lightsaber ending. Like an actual battle between like Darth Vader and him or something, you know? But would you? Yeah, I guess. I guess. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, We'll see. We'll have to come back around on this because, um, so I think Star Wars was so well recepted just because it was something so different at the time that yeah. those flaws were looked past. And then, like I said, I don't have a problem with. It. I love those fucking movies. Don't make it seem like I'm like trashing those movies because those movies are fucking perfect. The originals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. No, we don't mention the prequels. Okay. But yeah, they're, like they're fucking perfect. Um, with like some like flaws, but the flaws aren't really flaws. And that's what I'm saying is like, when we're going to look back on this, because this is something that we have a lot of, we have a lot of sci-fi. Yeah. So it's no longer unique. So it is all expectation when we go into this movie mm-hmm. when before it wasn't. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, we have to let time tell on these ones. 
and let's see how nine does because now it's just gonna be back in JJ Abrams' hands, and I hope he doesn't do like, oh, Snoke's back. Like you I can't. hope you, but he can though. He can, and I but I hope he doesn't because it's such a cop out thing to be like, oh, he's a half robot like Darth Maul is. Yeah, and give him spider like, legs. Come on, like you, you gotta go with the canon of what uh, Ryan Johnson made yeah for better or worse like we're stuck with what happened and <laughs> i told you just have to point. move on i totally get that you're like justified in being like angry but me personally i've kind of marinated on it and kind of come around to it and i'm not gonna really know if i love it or hate it until the next one which is shitty it's not a good standalone movie no it's a terrible standalone movie but we'll see it's all to be We'll see. Decided. We'll see what Disney does. That's my other issue is that obviously Disney changed cha- changed things yeah. because it has to be Disney, you know? Yeah. Disneyland. Well, yeah, they have a they have a say in things, so it's like obviously some like I said the Poe thing probably would have been different. Yeah. More involved. So it's just going to be very interesting and see how um JJ Abrams kind of takes it from where it left off. We'll see. Well, Eli, we keep getting into these other, yeah. these other conversations. But I love it, dude. It, it, it's been great. Thank you so much for coming on. No, thanks for having me. This uh, is a great conversation. Yeah, also, th- this is what I'm saying. This is why I, I just Aaron, it all out there. Just have a, just two dudes being guys having a conversation. Couple you know what dudes I'm saying, being Eli? guys. Just a couple dudes being guys. Guys doing bro bro things. Bros. Bro dudes. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, Eli. Yeah. Now. Fist bump. Yeah. We did it. Yeah, no. Eli. Yeah. It's been a delight. Where can people find you? So you can find me at on Twitter at Shaw Doggy S H A W D A W G Y. Yeah. Pretty new graphics. Um that's my personal Twitter. If you want to hear me every week, uh check out Gridlife Digest. Uh just go to gridlifedigest.com. We have every link you need there. Um we got merch. If you want to buy some shirts, they have dope ass merch too. We I have really cool merch. ones. We um, are putting out a new shirt. I don't know if it's been announced officially. Exclusive, Chip Tooth exclusive. Exclusive. Fuck you, Noah. Yeah. We got the scoops here at Chip Tooth Gaming. He worked hard on it though. But um, if you like Metal Gear Solid 4, that's all I'm saying. Go check it out. GridLifeDigest.com. Eli, it's been a pleasure. I'm Mike Doherty. You can follow me at Cheeks underscore Junior on Twitter. And you can follow Chiptooth Gaming at CTG Vids on Twitter and uh, Chiptooth Gaming on Facebook. Subscribe right here on YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash Chiptooth Gaming. Go ahead and leave a like, a comment. What did you think of The Last Jedi? What you? What are your games of the year? Um, how would you make America great again? Uh, uh. <laughs> just kidding. Don't, don't leave those comments. But go ahead. Uh, have a conversation. Uh, down there in comments we like talking with you i like jumping in there and having a conversation with you guys go ahead and share with your friends because you sharing it lets us get bigger and allows us to do more things and have more shows and introduce more people like eli here to you until next time players i'm mike doherty and this is chip gaming